Sports What you boy need some glasses to see? I done 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 it all. I done 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 it all. Who mentioned Bankhead didn't acknowledge me? I done 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 it all. I done 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 it all. Who mentioned Bankhead did not acknowledge me? I done 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 it all. I done 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 it all. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of the TPS Reports <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We've done, done it all. I done, 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 done it all. <laughs> Been around the world. Done, done it all. Shorty to the hello. Shorty to the hello. Yo, 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 yo. Done, it all. I'm like, why is my mic so soft? But I think it's because you're just screaming. And yeah, I'm bro. like, <laughs> scream it up. Uh, it just doesn't compare. Uh, Match my energy. How's everybody doing? This Pretty is your good. energy right here. Even hearing you do that, I'm like, it, it wouldn't have been like that, but you had to have done this song like three years ago on the show. No way. It's just such a I would throwback know. hit. I would know. <laughs> hey, someone dig it up. I, I bet he did it. It's so clouded. <laughs> <laughs> Digital fart. I like, like it. Like stomach pain noise. Yeah. <laughs> Acid reflux, indigestion. That's how a robot knows it's hungry. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, my stomach just had a shutdown. My stomach is hungry. That's how we got to start making music. 50 layers, none of them lined up. I don't know if you have your ear to the ground with what the kids are doing these days, but it seems to be hitting. I think the kids nowadays <laughs> to work. are just more offbeat, you know? Like yeah. They don't have tempo. They don't have rhythm. Uh, Yo. But old school hip-hop, they used to like double every verse, you know? Triple. There'd be like three two, people three layers. of themselves. And... Uh, like one of them would always be a click or two off. You hear both lines. It sounds like two people talking over each other instead of I've one guy. I've listened to like uh, like old Tupac songs where he's got like his. I'm shocked to hear you even say that. So but. am I. <laughs> You've ever I know done you that. Are. Uh, Name one. Name one. Couldn't do it. <laughs> Keep your head up. Is that one? Uh, no. And he like he'll have his old West Coast homies on the songs. Guys like no one's ever heard of. Yeah, uh, and it's it's shocking sometimes. Right, like, like damn, this guy's on a track with Tupac. Right, uh, like the hit him up diss track. Doesn't that have a bunch of people? Am I thinking of? Uh, <laughs> I guess I don't know Tupac songs either. But yeah, don't I, ask yeah that, me. that's a good example. All the like crew homies of like '90s throwback. It's always a little off. I just heard one one time, and I'm relaying my experience, but I, I can't answer. Who's who? <laughs> What's what? Somebody Google. Let's Google Tupac's greatest hits. Like something anybody should be able to answer at the drop of a hat. Greatest. Greatest hits. Yeah, Done Done by Shouty Ello. It's just one of those songs, much like E-40's, Tell Me When to Go. Ooh, dum, 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 dum. 
it's like a song that was huge when we were in high school, and it's just forever burned. Jesus Christ had dreads, so shake them. I ain't got none, but I'm thinking about growing some. It's like when uh, Jack Black and KG hit hit the bong in uh, Pick a Destiny. That's <laughs> <laughs> the E40 exhale. <laughs> um, uh, we're back, everybody. Big weekend. Yeah. We're doing things. We're out and about. We're back this living actually, life. This specifically this past weekend, uh, yeah, it's you did something on Sunday that I didn't do, and I, I know we'll get to that. <laughs> did I? But even the Friday, Saturday one, too. <laughs> did a little fight night hang on Saturday, but Friday night, we just went out to like see music. There was a We were working on music of our own during the day, and it kind of came up at the end of the session like, you know, Quell from Typical Cats is playing a... A show like down the street. I had street. seen it like the day or two before. I did too. And I, I had it in the back of my mind like, if we're not doing shit Friday night, the, we have no excuse. The saddest part about all this is because I saw it and I was like, that looks like a show. But I didn't even have it in the back of my mind because I so easily like don't, I don't go do concert events like that I'm not involved in pretty much for yeah. years. I was trying to remember the last time I went and saw anybody just because like I went to go see them. Period. Not a comedian, but a musician. And I think it's been like three years or more. I don't, like, I don't know what it was. Pre-pandemic, I saw Shintaro Sakimoto in San Francisco. Almost got right. beat up by two cholos. Yep, we remember. Um, <laughs> I think that's the last thing like before everything shut down that I went and saw on my own. Right. And, uh, I, I, and I know I, I had tickets to see Sturgill, which never happened and won't ever happen. Um, I think I had tickets to see. I think everything else I had tickets for was like comedy. Yeah, I, I, the last thing I can think of is seeing uh, Leon Bridges and Krongbin with my girlfriend in Dude, 2018. Like years I th- ago. I think it was 2018, spring. It's like eight years ago. It's a long time ago. Um, People don't forget. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. It just like seems like too long to have just gone to it. I, I feel like I'm a part of lots of shows. I'm always... Well, there's always the music. Uh, it is our job. Yeah. So I think, I think it's like kind of common, you know. Um, when I worked at like Export the the gym i got like a free membership and i never used it because i was like what am i gonna go to work when i'm not working this is what i do i'm always there when i i interned at the second city chicago improv comedy club when i was in college and uh they gave me like as a parting gift like a free level a course like whatever eight weeks i didn't use it that's one of my like large like, yeah, I regrets this in life. Place with work now, and I don't look forward to coming here. It wasn't even that. I think like maybe a little bit, but I, it was like an internship. I like, I was, I thought it would, I thought I was going to use it, and then after years went by, I realized I never used that. You know, it's just like almost like just not laziness. No but wonder I suck at improv. Indifference. Yeah, I just like that would have been a cool thing to experience. Maybe I would have paid for the level B class if I did the free right. level A and went on and did more shit like that. We but should really. I didn't uh, take improv classes. That's what and, I'm like, saying. Up our live game. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Make our set half. Yeah, just witty banter. Because if there's one thing people traditionally love to see, it's <laughs> improv comedy live. Um, but no, there's like things like that. You just. You don't you don't jump on board. You don't strike while the iron is hot, and then yeah. the iron cools. Uh, well, no, I think uh, I think we talked about it like a year and change ago about how when things open back up. I think you were of the side that there's going to be a lot of reluctance and people going back to shows, and and I was like, no, nah, people are going to be jonesing. Yeah, I like, mean, I think it's somewhere right in the middle. <laughs> I think it's right in the middle, but the people obviously the people who aren't going aren't yeah. going. So I don't, I don't know. I'm not observing them. Jury's but the out. people who are going to shows are clearly 
They've been jonesing for shows. So yeah, you just kind of pitched at the end of the sesh, like, uh, you want to go see Quell at Reggie's? And I go, fuck yeah. Like, I thought you were joking. And I was like, well, it's already like 8 o'clock. And you're like, yeah, let's just go. So we did. And we also looked up that our buddies, Midwest Hype, were playing on the side stage. Reggie's is like a two-part venue. Right. And uh, actually, I think they have an upstairs, too. That's like, I didn't know about that years ago, but... Is there a stage upstairs? I think for like more DJs and stuff. But yeah, they have like, they opened it up. It's been a long time. But yeah, they have uh, one half that's a restaurant. They also have, or you know what? I'm thinking of the Abbey Pub. Never mind. Uh, They have one half that's a restaurant, but as a stage that's more of like lounge acts. Uh, I've seen like, some harder acts there and midwest hype midwest hype's not a lounge act we've 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 talked uh negatively in the past like think bell station houston right like about playing in a restaurant this no, is no. this place has a stage it's a stage it's like still a venue you're it's, meant it's, to be entertaining people while they dine yeah it's a very cool vibe not taking a table out of one of the booths and then the other side and is disturbing more like... people that came there to hookah <laughs> to fucking push a tea or whatever so the other side is uh, more of like the club, just a bar and a stage, better sound system, shit like that. Right. So we got Quell, one of our like oldest lyrical influences from Chicago. Definitely haven't you know seen him or even really kept up. You know I don't listen to that. Got a very picture often of him these days. on my fridge. Yeah, the two of us, Abbey Pub, back in the day. The two of us. Well, the two. Of I us was there with Quell. That's what I meant. <laughs> it's a three piece. And uh, uh, awesome thing about that picture is we took it unknowingly like right in front of a flyer from my dad's band the effigies right. at the abbey pub so that was kind of cool we got to go like uh we had like buddies that we've played shows with for years midwest hype happened to be performing on one <laughs> stage so we get to catch up with all of them and then they come over you know most of them excuse me they joined and we all went and saw quell he played late like eleven fifteen, and uh, just went all night so we got to see everything we were just out all night uh doing something that had nothing to do with the palmer squares in a in like the music lounge Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's do that more. <laughs> Quell at one point. Like, I don't got to get up there? Sweet. Uh, could have. He like passed a microphone around All the right. Audience. He's basically, wh- who's uh, rappers in the audience? Let's go. Let's open it up. This is like the most up. underground uh, type of hip hop show I've been to in a long time. And it felt great. Uh, I feel cause, great. Because that's what Quell is, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I was four or five beers deep and it was like yeah i watched nope. term do like a 180 <laughs> and am, walk i am not, to the bar like as if he was gonna get another one was gonna pass it to me anyway no, no one's looking at you in that audience it was like you had to be reaching for the mic whenever somebody finished right and i was not reaching i also love that no matter who the uh quell handed the mic to quell like starts shoving, starts them. shoving them like it's a mouse oh, yeah, it's great fucking, uh, he'd be like not like 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 uh think uh whiplash like the fucking band instructor throwing a symbol at your head schillinger he's, he's just like you know jk simmons like that all you got you know what? Like he would just push the guy in the shoulder rapping and he'd be like, okay. We are farmers. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Uh, just yeah, great um, energy. Also unbeknownst to us, and I think anybody attending the show, there was no DJ. There was no backing tracks. Quell was backed the entire night by his two sons. Um, I would say this, his one son on guitar was like 16 high, Yeah, or so. I was going to say high school age. And then the drummer it was his 12-year-old son. They mic'd them up great. I thought the fucking backing was was sounded awesome and it sounded powerful Reggie's for a twelve year old drummer. Like a favorite spot to play, just to see shows and because when you perform, I've always thought it had good stage sound and just it has a good sound in the room. I Not every place it was has fucking that. Kick ass! And but yeah, it's funny like, we're all walking in and like even um, we're with uh, Max, the drummer of Midwest Hype, and he's like. Who's this fucking drummer? Because it looks like a child, and it is, you know? And then it, you realize that, like, this was kind of Quell's, um, his his debut album called uh, If It Ain't Been In A Pawn Shop, It Can't Play The Blues, turned 20 years old. So this was, like, the 20-year show of that. 
Um, but yeah, he's just been like underground hip hop Chicago, you know, which I was legend never, um, for for two decades. But I don't think about yeah, it's his family life or nothing. So to have him like, you know, rounding out his show with his kids uh, for almost two hours, like, and they they're playing music that he wrote and he clearly taught his sons. Right. That's kind of a cool family thing that everybody like learned. I don't know. I didn't expect that either, but that was just a nice icing on the cake of cool shit. I connected to it, you know. Yeah, you and your brothers, right? And my father. Um, yeah, it was just a it was a really cool element that I wasn't expecting. You know, yep. watching Quell like fucking take a seat on the side and just like listen to his sons jamming out and be all proud and shit. Um, really cool. Yeah, got good and drunk. Had a good night. Uh, and then Saturday we watched the fights and tried to make hell zones and. Uh, Mostly watch the fights. <laughs> Between those two things, uh, we succeeded in watching the fights. You live and you learn. Yeah. I made some sort of... Uh, Monstrosity. Yeah, some sort Mulatto of Frankenstein. <laughs> some <laughs> sort of Frankenstein dough sauce. It was a hate crime. The cheese thing. You thing. Made. Whatever that was, it was just... <laughs> <laughs> it should have been like thrown out of a window from a third story in a horror movie. Like, Fah! It tasted delicious. We cooked some tomahawk steaks. We watched some dope fights. Nick Diaz made his return. He got his nose broke. He quit. <laughs> I'm so sick of like when anybody over 30 loses a fight, the entire internet is like, retire, hang it up. He's done. Right. He's finished. He should retire. Dude, that was literally me two months ago with Connor, and I was like, oh, wait, he's younger than me. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I thought. I was like, damn, that, that, you can't come back from that at his age. I think for oh, he's young. Okay, a guy who hasn't fought in almost seven years, I feel like he looked pretty good. His boxing sure. looked pretty good. He his did not look good. Didn't look very good. Yeah, the first minute or two, he didn't look good, and then he found his footing a little bit. He weathered the early storm. Yeah, uh, and I thought he was coming back nice. The thing is, like, he didn't want to be there. It was abundantly clear. Uh, days before the fight, he did an interview, basically saying, "I don't want to do this. I don't know why I'm doing this." I don't know why this fight is booked. Help me. <laughs> I shouldn't be fighting this Dana's guy. Dana's got me in a cage I locked don't up know in the why basement. This Help happening. me. I'm serious. Like, that's what he sounded like. <laughs> Here, this is a... Uh, yeah, I saw a clip where he was just like, I don't really like fighting, but that's my job. Like, what kind of attitude um, is that? Really, to be honest with you, I really don't want to do this. <laughs> Whoever set this up is an idiot. Whoever set this up is an idiot. But I don't know why, this, why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm doing this. This should not happen. This should not happen, you know? It's not a great sign. No. Maybe he's just playing possum or whatever that, you know, he's just playing like right. trying to hedge his <laughs> Rope bets. Rope-a-dope. Yeah. Uh, no. It was just clear. He never like was the aggressor. He never stepped forward. Yeah, that's not what playing possum is. That would be uh, uh, My homie <laughs> made the point of a to me that uh, it's like the, the, he only threw punches because he had to in that fight. He was only ever punching back. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a little – I still think it was a great fight. Um I'm so sick of the fucking, like, he should retire type of talk about anybody. And especially about a guy who, like, dude, this guy had, like, five, six years of his prime athletic years, like, robbed from him by the commission who banned him for five years for using weed. Yeah. When guys who get popped for steroids that actually enhance their performance. I know. They get suspended for two. TJ Dillashaw's already been suspended and had a fight back before Nick Diaz. I totally get it because I was watching season five of Ink Master and like the dude who had the best <laughs> tattoo that day got kicked off because he broke the contract rules and he smoked weed and the other people were like, Are well, you serious? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well. He was good. <laughs> here's, here's what I will say about this. So I get it. And why they don't compare as well. I would think on a show like Ink Masters, it's art. 
smoking weed does kind of enhance your performance. Yeah, tell that to Michael Phelps. You know, you know, he's. I don't think like you know, but no, smoking weed a day before a fight or an athletic competition—that's not doing shit. No. Yeah, it was it was very odd. But you get all stoned out, you get all in the zone with your needle. You fucking whip up a masterpiece. That's the thing about this Ink Master show is like, as the seasons go on, they like they can't just redo the last season of like, well, this was the challenge. So now it's like, now we're doing, you know, you got to tattoo butt cheeks at the same time. And it's like, well, they guess they didn't do butt cheeks yet, you know? So it starts just, they start like checking every box. Like both butt cheeks at once? I think in one of them, yeah. There was like, and you got to go head to head. Like ambidextrous tattooing? You got one left hand and one right hand? Yeah, one cheek. It's always like something, I, I just see this show. I'm only on a couple seasons in. But I can picture them being like, "You've got a tattoo your your client. It's going hanging upside fear down. Fear factor level, yes. It's yeah. going. F- you got to tattoo this guy Dangling. on the wing of an airplane. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, I love it. I still love it. But it's like half Jerry Springer. If that's where it's going, yeah. I will be tuning in. Yeah. And that, like I said, the live finales are hard to watch because it's just like them trying to stir the pot. Josh, tell it. You didn't like Jason, so let's re- let's rip the bandaid off of that one in front of a live right. crowd. Well, Jason's beef. stupid. Yeah. It's just Jerry Springer, but it's great stuff. Josh, you told so, me backstage um, that Jason has a small PP. Is that right? <laughs> uh, Nick Diaz. That's what we're talking about. Right. Uh, it was cool. I would hope to see him maybe back again with a full camp. Um, I think there was a lot of rumors and internet speculation about they changed the why they changed the weight from 170 to 185, like four or five days out of the fight, which I don't think has ever happened. Um, so you're telling me these two gentlemen jumped up 15 pounds in supposed four days? to be 170 no just like didn't jump down to 170 because oh, okay. Nick Diaz like gotcha. couldn't make the weight cut um so you're saying that but then that implies Robbie Lawler did so he would have to gain the weight well did you don't really start cut? cutting the weight until a couple days out uh but Robbie Lawler does fight steadily at 170 I think he came in at like 184 so he probably had to put on a couple pounds which I don't think is very Lay hard for off, these guys man, to do. I'm starving. Right. Um, but I don't think that's ever happened that that close out to a fight. And there was a lot of internet speculation about, you know, some people saying that he got knocked out in training, uh, which I don't really believe. I think what's more believable is that he suffered an injury in training that prohibited his ability to cut weight, but didn't prohibit his ability to fight. You know what I'm saying? So... Maybe it was something in his knee or something where he couldn't like ride a bike or do what he had to do to get all the weight down, but he was still able to like stand and bang for a little bit. Mm, I don't know. I think he's just fat and lazy. I think he's washed up. Even like retire. 180, for one eighty five, and like you look at him in the ring, it's like there's fighters that look a lot worse than that and perform well. Uh, you know, that's not fat. I mean, you know, how many good fights does he have left in him? A guy his age. He still kind of had abs. He's done, done it all. Done, 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 done. Well, yeah, and I think that's like again speaking to the being robbed <clears> of, <throat> of those prime years with that suspension. It's like I, I really think that took the drive out of him, and I don't think he really like wants to be in there, getting punched in the face and shit. None of that like old Nick Diaz was in there. None of that like talking shit to the guy, putting his hands down, yeah. talking smack. Yeah, 15 years ago before the fight, did he usually say things like, whoever set this up is an idiot? Uh, well, he was always kind of like very vocal and open about the fact that 
you know, if he's nervous to go in there or that he doesn't want to do this. He's never not liked doing interviews. He's always been very awkward. You could not like doing interviews and still think that you're going to win, you know, or like still have confidence in your presence. I don't know. I, I think there's a lot to, uh, you know, because other fighters uh, talking about his comments. And I've heard Darren Till say this before, that it's like he's not being pessimistic or getting down on himself. He's just being honest because that's what everybody feels like, you know, no matter who you are. Walking into a, something like that, a ring or an octagon or a cage in front of all those people uh, with another guy who's trained to knock people's blocks off, everyone is like, what the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. Why Why am I getting in I think here? he should double down the older he gets and just be like, I'm going to get my face smashed tonight. <laughs> I'm going to leave on a stretcher. In fact, I'm not satisfied until I do. If you're betting, Put bet all on your stretcher. money <laughs> on my opponent. <laughs> no, but uh, I would hope to see him back if with, were a, a, betting with man. a full training camp. This one was only like, it was booked six weeks ago. And uh, I don't know who you match him up against is is a tough call, but I would like to see him back. I'm sure he doesn't want to end his whole career on his on the first time he was ever finished. Speaking of liking to see them back, <laughs> I think Robbie Lawler might want to end his career on that one. TKOing Nick Diaz, all right, it's a wrap. Yeah, uh, Louis CK's back, and you saw him last night. <laughs> you had a three piece weekend of. Back events. to back to back, I guess, baby. I guess watching a fight on television isn't the same as going to see Louis yeah, C.K. I was with my boys. Well. I was making calzones. <laughs> oh! And it was tight. How was Louis? Uh, fucking great. Um, surprise opener. Robert Kelly. Nice. Big Bobby. Hell yeah. It was fucking great. Uh, me and my dad went. I was like an hour and a half away. Yeah. In Rockford, Illinois. It was kind of a random place. Um. But I'm glad I got the tickets. I think Chicago's still too liberal to have him back. No, he's playing no, the Vic in December, but <clears throat> tickets had already been selling fast, and I was able to get better seats at the Rockford place than at the Vic, so I was like, fuck it. We'll go for a cruise. Yeah. Hey. We're gassy. Me and my pops. <laughs> We're just belching between every other word. <laughs> um, it was awesome. Bob Kelly was hilarious. Louis was hilarious. Fuck yeah. I've there was some kid before both of them, Renan something. He was great. I was going to say, I don't, I've never seen Bob Kelly, but I think I did at Skankfest. You probably did. But it was probably not like a, a feature. Th- it's not a feature thing either. I way, saw right? him years ago at the second annual Patrice O'Neill right? benefit yeah, in yeah. New York City. Uh, but I was pretty sure that I had seen him again since then. Funny dude, a very like reliably funny Super guy funny dude. on a podcast or stand up for years. Um, I love his work on on Louis the FX series. Yeah, and a pretty good actor on comedy shows when he pops up. He's great as Louis's brother. Um, I like seeing. So they had a guy before Bobby. I forget his last name. Renan. It was some Jewy last name, uh, like Hirschberg or something. Okay. Um. But he's like kind of what, a... What's a Jewier? Let, let's, let's really get into it. What's even Jewier than Hirschberg? Goldstein, Weizen, Schwartz. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> and he's like kind of... He's a younger, young 20s, uh, newer comic. To see Bobby go right after him, you could see like the, the years of experience between the two. Yeah. Uh, you know, the one guy like kind of awkwardly in the middle of a set is just like... My name is this, and my Instagram is this. If you could follow me on Instagram, I was like, "What is this? How you're ending it?" Um, I don't know. It's great to see the juxtaposition of like starting out, Comfort. still great material, starting out, and then like I've been doing this fucking twenty plus years. Right. Just another day at the office, you guys. 
Let's get through this. Uh, and then Louie was hilarious. So I would imagine we can expect like another 5 or $10 special download on Louie's site like in the next six months. He's probably working out a new... I think... Uh, so we have a couple buddies who've seen him in the past couple months, and I don't think I saw what they saw. I think our buddy Dylan uh, said that he was a seat filler at his Madison Square Garden show a month ago. Right. And if you see the picture, he's got like... A big, the word sorry in like fucking marquee letters on the stage. It's like a comedy special stage setup. And to be a seat filler sounds like something that you would, like they're filming. I think they were filming a comedy special, and I think what I saw is now he's, it felt like he was working out a bunch of stuff. Okay. Even though he's doing it in front of 3,000 people, uh, a lot of it seemed like I don't fully have this worked out. And I'm cool with that as, I a, love that. as a fan. Yeah, it's just yeah, a I comedy fan. I like seeing people like stumble or like have to work their way stumble. out of a hole. Kind There's a of. lot of hole working and yeah. awkwardness. Hole he, working. <laughs> he opens up. I'm gay. Nice. No. He opens up with like five to ten minutes on pedophilia, and he's relentless. And the crowd is not going along with all of it. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic, but you would. And by the end, it's hilarious, and everyone's going along with it, but. It's it's very Louie to just come right out the gates and we're we're going straight with pedophilia and like comedically like defending pedophilia almost. That's how he op- that's why he got in trouble years ago for his SNL monologue because he did it on live NBC. <laughs> and that was his pedophilia bit from fucking whatever, five, ten years ago where he's saying like like people There's like too many to remember for me but it was about it being like it's it's got to be worth it it's got to be the best thing right. ever like people get out of serving time and then they go back to doing it like you got to imagine it's he said it's uh, the best he was said something about like so nobody liked that how uh, do you solve a <laughs> problem NBC? that you're afraid to research you yeah know? Uh, <laughs> but he goes at one point he's like he's he's trying to like give all these angles for solutions or whatever and the crowd is not biting and then he just goes Fine, let them fuck your kids. I don't care. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> that was hilarious. Good stuff. Um, yeah, busy. It was weekend. great. It's fucking just amazing to see him back on a big stage doing what he does. I was very happy to see it. And to segue right out of that, you know what felt amazing? To be back on a big stage doing what we loved in Chicago uh, last weekend, or you know, <laughs> whenever <laughs> it was at this point. Uh, but yeah, the Chicago Chop Shop show. Uh, Without a hitch, you guys. See that I mean, there was that one hitch I we talked weed, about. I got my bong out. Here you go. Let's smoke that. Right. I, I meant when I called it hitchless, yeah. I meant like from the day of the show on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hold on. I'm hearing a buzzing. Fucking buzz noise. Go away. What is this? Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't hear nothing. Maybe it's fine. Okay, we can stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) No, from the uh, day of the show, there was no hitches. Christopher Hitchless. Everything was well. Um... Good ass time, good ass lineup. Toby raps, fucking rocked everyone's socks off. I feel like that was. I talked to Toby. He said he'd only played Chicago <laughs> once in the past, and it was like you know this was a better, uh, better uh, yeah, venue, of better, a better venue. Yeah. Of course, it was a better experience. Of course, it was a better show. It was our show, right? But he also just crushed it. So it was like you know if you've never seen Toby raps, he can definitely like draw your attention. You know, 
He's just he's fucking dancing on stage. He runs in the crowd. He starts doing the fucking worm in the middle of the crowd. Like he's really like active with the fans. Kids got charisma. So it's cool. Like I think he got exposed to a new audience that was very like you know. For once, the audience well wasn't exposed to him. <laughs> he, for once, he didn't expose himself to the audience. He's known to uh, take his clothes off and have like a G string on, or just straight up, you'll see his balls. Or but. like wrap in a dress with his with nothing under it and do cartwheels and yeah. a lot of balls going on. When we met him two years ago, we saw his balls within like five five minutes, minutes of knowing this guy i saw his balls and that's why we're like you know what we're that's why be, i love him we're gonna be friends <laughs> uh whoever's <laughs> came back out you know the last show we played in chicago was also with the whoever's two right. years ago with our junkyard samurai halloween party <laughs> um but yeah they crushed possibly even harder this time tcg uh crushing shit as well chad a new daddy he had to do the bunk full feature early new dad chad so he could get home um uh yeah no, TCG. Like a, a bunch of homies it was a great night tcg is so cool you know? I want to be them. It's like uh, every time I watch TCG, I'm like fucking Alabama at the end of True Romance. I'm He's like, so cool. They're so cool. <laughs> TCG so, so cool. They're so cool. They are Elvis. They are the rap game Elvis. <coughs> really fun night. Um, yeah, we had a great set. Great time. Yeah. Uh, great people. We great also, tunes. Great vibes. Great beer. What's wild is we can play like full assets now like it's you know i think the live streams kind of helped us like learn some extra stuff whatever in the last year you don't think we could have done that always i think we could always done that well like we have so fuck the live stream comment it's like we played the full album and that's only like 40 minutes and then we played for i would say at least 40 no we played for like another hour right so we played probably like an hour 45 total and we we have so many more songs obviously we could have played three hours and still because all we i think everything we tried to do after the album was like or at least where my head was at i wanted it to be like all the hits i wanted it to be holler and picturesque and muff hugger and just like never had nothing like all of the like i don't know our more notable releases just bangers like all the bangers um so i mean maybe i still have the fucking set list what did we play 10, what was it? Oh, 9, 17. So yeah, we played that album and then, yeah, like Got My Money Right and Bunk and Bars, right? Like uh, we do Space and Time now. That always goes over really well. I think that one's a new slapper. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was the album show or not, Rohypnol's in the new slap list that could open or end a show really well. It's a good, and to all a good night, end, you know? <laughs> I think we did other stuff too. We did the new Kazandemic <laughs> shit. So yeah, we, we played like almost two hours and... It, it also felt like we could have done more, but we were like, all right, this fucking, it's getting late. So, uh, no, we, we killed it, is what I'm saying. We, can, we still got it. Uh, yes, we do. You know do. what else we still got? A lot of posters. You guys want some of these? <laughs> yes, we <laughs> do. <laughs> we are not good at eyeballing. The merch quantities are getting back on our uh, touring feet here. Um, second poster run in a row. A lot of leftovers. <laughs> I have... Uh, <laughs> I am overly ambitious. And it's not even that many, but we didn't... Uh, I, honestly, I feel like we would have... We, we, if we gave one away to everybody who was there, we wouldn't have any left, you know? But uh, we just had them on the table for 10 bucks or 15 bucks or something. So we signed the rest. We're going to put them in the online store. Um, so get yourself a signed poster. It's actually just a really cool design as well. So if you're... Very cool. Into stuff that... Jared you, Andrews. You know, like... What's the movie? M? Oh, I don't know. I knew that was like from something, but... M? That's like... Or is it Metropolis? That starts with an M. I confused the two because of that. In, in either event, I haven't seen either of them since I was in high school. But it's like, it's really old, right? High school. 
Uh, so yeah, we'll have those. I'm sure by the time that this is out, we can have those posters in the online store too. So pick up a Square Dance tour poster. Pick up a signed Chop Shop poster, uh, and and other stuff too. We it's have other merch. Absolutely, Get Metropolis. Um, and as long as we're kind of plugging some stuff early, we have more shows that just came together. So we should probably let you know about those before the end of the show. Uh, Chicago, <laughs> speaking of Reggie's, where we just were, um, we're going to pop out and do a set at, I believe it's called, what is it, Moon Runner Festival? Moon Runner? Moon Runner. We're just going to call it Moon Runner. October 9th. <laughs> um, we play at 4 p.m. Ish. He, he was just ballparking, but it's like an all-day thing, and he wanted right. us to get on board with that. So Our we're tickets gonna... like more because of that? Are they like Palmersquares.com. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, October 9th, if you guys want to... Uh, come back out and see us play some other stuff too. We're gonna do some time at Reggie's, and like we mentioned, it's just a fun ass spot. Get yourself some wings, have a good time. No regulations, just fun. Yeah. The only rule: <laughs> gotta have fun. Um, and then, what's next? Uh, next is it New after York that, City? I believe is, and I, we still have to confirm, confirm. But as far as I was aware, yes. like Tuesday the nineteenth. I think we're coming to New York. We should be doing uh, some time in New York City, followed by. Boston with Spose and Jarve on the 21st of October. Uh, that's at Sonia. Tickets are on sale, palmersquares.com. Same with Portsmouth, New Hampshire, the following night, Friday, October 22nd. Uh, catch us in Portsmouth, not far from Boston. Portsmouth. Come to both. Like I said, we can we can do different sets now. I don't give a fuck. New England homies, it's time to turn up. Remember the bookstore? Remember, remember the bookstore? Remember the bookstore? You guys... If you were at the bookstore, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. We got a plate of hummus and veggies at the show at Chop Shop the other day. And I still think about, I can't get a, a veggie hummus plate without thinking about how at the Portsmouth show, I got one and I went to like sell some merch for 10 minutes or something. And I came back and my hummus place was covered in puke. Your hummus place? Place? Is that so, what I said? Is that like your, your special place? My hummus place. <laughs> My hummus plate was covered in vomit, and I haven't eaten one since where I don't think about <laughs> if I leave this at the table, am I going to come back and find it covered in vomit? Um, so good times. Let's go. Let's, let's and by, it, yes, by this, I mean it was a, a fun time. <laughs> I want to make this a new uh, tradition when we visit Portsmouth. Someone's got to puke in terms of food. <laughs> when you, you see him eating before the show, Please normally we'd it. say don't bother us, but it'll puking piss is me fucking off. soup. It'll piss me off in the moment, but I promise you it'll please me in the long run. Uh, so Saturday the 23rd, still working on that, but we're going to be out east. Maybe we can set something up. Sunday the 24th, I don't even give a fuck if these aren't all the way confirmed. I think they are, and we'll we'll backpedal next week if not. But uh, the 24th, Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, I think we got that locked in. And then Monday. Crack dogs. Monday, October 25th. We should be in Portland, Maine <coughs> for the second time ever, I believe. We've, I think we only played once there. But, I'm uh, trying to remember it. I don't remember. We played in like a, like a very... Uh, was it like a fisherman's? It was like a narrow, shack? narrow basement bar. There was a guy with a fedora who was a very funny character. We he, we went and had pizza with oh, him and yeah. Stevie afterwards. It was a fun time. It was a fun time. Very narrow. Very narrow. It's a really narrow place. Um, they should rename it the narrow. There was a shy girl who stood front row for us the whole time, and she was beautiful. I was, dude. I was she, waiting for you to finish. She so disappeared. There was also this Goodbye, girl my love. who <laughs> I would have eaten every fart. <laughs> That's funny. It's like one of the most memorable things was like, do we have a fan this gorgeous? That's oh that's God, not possible. So, um, so I hope she comes back. I just want to like smush my like spread her ass cheeks. <laughs> All right, and smush my face into it until and my say let her rip, baby. And, 
until my fate, like until I was like inside her head, inside her body. <laughs> Can you swallow my head? You know, like when Ace Ventura comes out of the rhino's ass. Yeah, I want to do that the other direction <laughs> with her ass. Stop saying dirty stuff for a second, would you? Anyway, uh, Portland, Maine. It was a fun time. Uh, so we're coming back Monday the 25th, and then I think on uh, the 28th of October, Burlington, Vermont. So we're working on all this right and, now. Uh, Maybe we'll fill in the, the I think, couple of open dates. I think like all of those from Boston except Portsmouth are with Jarv, right? Yeah, we're working with Jarv to set oh, these yeah. like extras up. So we're going to be with him. Um, you know, I don't believe he's a part of Portsmouth, but uh, the rest of these we should be. Uh, should be. Hanging. It's going to be a good time. Uh, and then we also just locked because we're going to leave the East Coast after the Burlington show on the 28th. So now on October 30th. On our way home, we're crossing back through Mansfield, Ohio. We talked about a couple months ago going, and then we stopped at like the Shawshank. I'll cross through a Mansfield prison because that was you know over there. Um, but we're playing that again. It's gonna, oh, Toby yeah, Raps gonna, is going to be there. We're going to do the tour this time. The tour. I mean, probably if we did, I'd want to do it the day of the show before the show, and not right. the, on Halloween the next day. I'd rather get home. But yeah, let's get in there. Well, we can make it early. It's a good UFC card that night too. I might be back in the mattress room. Let's let's make Taggy meet us there Although, before fucking... the show on Saturday because he said Shawshank's his favorite movie. So let's go do the <laughs> tour with him and then do the show. Uh, Godimus from Sess Crew is also on the bill. It's an interesting uh, lineup, to it, say the least. It's going to be fun. The last time we played that that uh, Mansfield, like what what would we call it? State? The last time I uh, plowed a Mansfield, uh, it was great. It was a, it was just a fun night. I got all drunk and cranky with Little yes, Stranger. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just such a cranky crab ass at like 5 a.m. Everybody was in good spirits, and I didn't understand how nobody else was like about to pass out. And I was like, this goes. Everything sucks. Everything's stupid. I just, that's all I remember is being like the next day, like, I'm a fucking asshole. No, you were rightfully <laughs> disparaging and the film in a, day a Quiet and, Place. Yeah. And I don't blame you for it. Uh, can of Grannies were there. <laughs> I hope they return. Um, so I guess there's that. Oh, and uh, we're going to be at Skankfest South, obviously, in Houston, the beginning of November. Skankfest South. Get your tickets nowhere because it's sold out, bitches. Bitch. But that also makes me feel better about not Not that Louis going to be there. I'm sure he won't be. But like, I'm going to have such a comedy Louis fix. Gomez will be there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like I know I have such a comedy fix on the horizon, you know, and I'm sure they're going to do a special thing. I can't wait. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. However, no. we're going to stay in Texas for a little bit. We're going to do our own show on <laughs> November 12th at uh, Creek and Cave. Speaking of comedy, comedy we're club. coming to the Creek and the Cave. So we're going to take over that stage for a couple hours. Late All night. stand up set. Yeah, we're only going to run <laughs> new material. We're going to no run music. If you think this podcast isn't funny, come check us out in Austin <laughs> on the 12th. <laughs> and then on the 13th, uh, I think we mentioned I these. say you you have like one stand-up bit, though. Maybe I should start working my bits. And I say if we're playing The Creek in the Cave, you have to do it. I got to like actually, I'll have to you actually should, write it. You should do it. But maybe. I, probably not, but maybe. Even if you wing it. Nah, dude, I don't know. The laugh. But then, no, you gotta, you, you, you're, you're gonna have to owe me one. Like, you're gonna have to then, we're gonna have to go out after and you're gonna have to do karaoke, something you hate to do for some reason. Okay. But or you I'll, like, uh, I'll open at, the show with a country song on Geeter. Nope, that's not what I said. <laughs> you have to do karaoke <laughs> and I pick the song. <laughs> um, oh, so Denton, Denton, Texas. We're also gonna be performing again on yes. the 13th. November 13th. Uh, I think uh, Pudge, Rubber Gloves. Pudge's Band. It's gonna be an album release show. And if not, I just know they have their. Uh, event and a new album in the works, so we're going to support that. Yeah, boy. So Texas, we'll be back. Um, yeah, we can move on. I just really wanted to get 
all of that in there because we have been working the last couple of weeks in the absence of the show here trying to uh, catch up on some music things including some right. booking things because it's like you know there's a after that Denton show we're not gonna I, I think that's it for the year and then who knows about how quickly in 2022 over the winter we're gonna be you know we're probably going to be here still in January, February, whatever. So uh, we're trying to get it in while we can. And then there's going to be the winter off, and we're going to try and hit the road as much as we can next year, too. So, uh, But, yeah, East Coast. East Me- Coast. Meet us up. We're coming out. South Coast. Um, mm-hmm. Austin from Boston. I expect you to bring another pair of stolen glasses from a casino that are Shit. equally, if not cooler, than the ones you brought me last time Look, that I, I get complimented on every day. I don't know, but Austin from Boston, meeting him one time, it's like, I think he's the type of dude that'll heed this call. He Hell will, yeah. He will take this as a, like, he's not going to show yeah. up empty-handed. And if you do, it's cool. We don't want you to I want do you anything dinner. you're not comfortable with. But someone tells me you're so comfortable stealing sunglasses for term. I went to dinner at Wildfire <laughs> last week with my grandpa. It's not bragging. And, but. um, you know, it's what we do. Me, my mom, my mom and my grandpa, and uh, I'm going to leave with him. And she's pulling up the car, and I'm trying to get him out. We, we ate outside, and uh, you know he's 91. He's got the walker. And by the time we're done, they've like set up these umbrellas in between where you walk through. So he's got nowhere to go. And now I'm trying to like move the umbrella. And this real flamboyant gay dude at this table next to me was like, oh, you're not going to be able to move that, honey. And I was like... Was he jacked like... No, like one he's of those fat guy. shape gay dudes? Oh. Fat dude. Uh, and then I kind of like moved it a couple inches and he's and then he helps and we're like, oh, it's not bad. We're both like, we got this. So uh, we start making out. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then I look at him and he's like, he just shits over my glasses. He loves my glasses. And I love this. I thought you were going to say he shits all over like he hated your glasses. Loose ass. Damn it. Uh, but I love, um, because I've also like, I've hated how this pandemic has made people, you know, Early on, I was like, am I not allowed to fucking pet strangers' dogs anymore or something like that? Like, we're all fucking, stay away. Uh, And I love the fact that this dude was just like, he looked at my glasses, loves my glasses, and he didn't even ask. He just reached for him and was like, I have to try those on. Whoa. I know it's a little whoa, but I was loving the moment so much. I was like, be my guest. And he put them on, and he made some jokes with his table about how Elton Johnny they were. Oh, great. Austin from Boston, you crushed it. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. I, I'm like, the gay waiter's name was Austin from Boston, too? <laughs> Sounds like this guy crushed double the tip. You know, this guy's working tables. is like stealing. Like no, that. he wasn't a waiter. He was at the table. He was sitting at the table. Oh, so you went to dinner with a gay guy. No, no, no. Okay, he was at the run table. It back for we me. were passing, <laughs> and he got up to help me move the umbrella. Umbrella, okay, my bad. We're a couple umbrella moving sons of bitches. Right, my bad. <laughs> right, it's been a while. I gotta remember where the the good ones are. Fucking love it. Uh, so something we should just uh, let's catch up on because I'm oh sure yeah, you almost went to a show. What? I also went and saw Dead and Company last week after our show. Oh right, Johnny Mayer. Yeah, rips. Right, Bobby right. Weir, seventy three, right. California. Yeah, preaching on the Golden Shore. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. 40,000 people in Wrigley. Uh, I wanted to go because I just, I've never seen a show. And this was a week before we went and did the Quill Night, which which kind of satisfied my, I got to get the fuck out and go right. see a show need. Uh, but I I just kind of like, I'm not a huge baseball fan at all, but I've like really enjoyed my time 
when I'd go to Wrigley growing up, go to a game. I like been there I used to work years. in Wrigleyville, uh, so I would like. I remember sneaking into a game or two then. And it's just like, fuck baseball. It's just like a classic Chicago piece of architecture to like. I don't know to go see a show there and just drink beers on a nice night. It sounded awesome, but never yeah, seen I a didn't show. think about it until it was already Sunday night or whatever. I haven't seen a game there in twenty years. Easy. It's, it's a cool place. I think it's one of those, if you can find your way there while you're visiting Chicago, the, the cool. neighborhood can be very douchey, but in the friendly confines, like as they call them, uh, it's, a, it's a cool time. I think it's a great place. Yeah, it was sick. Uh, yeah. It was sick to see them. John Mayer rips. Uh, and then the next night, you were offered tickets. Two, three, four. Oh, my bad. I, I was trying to give you an I'm gay for saying John Mayer rips. Uh, <laughs> you, you were almost... You were gifted, weren't you? A ticket, but you didn't use it because you were alone. Oh, yeah. Speaking uh, of Denton. To Riot Fest. Shout out our homie G from Denton. G? And, uh, he, yeah, we were talking about the show, and he said he wasn't in town. He had this extra Sunday ticket for Fuck Riot yeah, Fest, bro. and he sent it to me. Fuck yeah. I was hitting. Hardcore, I'm just such an old loser now. I don't have, like, I don't know. I'm like, all right, I, I probably know people going to Riot Fest. I threw out a couple feelers to my friends I who I saw posting over the weekend. If you went alone and wandered around right. for an hour, you'd have bumped into someone Here's who you thing. like enough to have hung out with. I was, I was considering it. In fact, like earlier in the day, Anthrax and Devo played, and like I'm not a huge fan of either, but I recognize both of them as Love being like, Devo. I've heard stuff Seen I like Anthrax from both. Anthrax six times. I, like, I, I feel like those would have been a good time, but... They would have. I think like Nine Inch Nails was supposed to headline and then Slipknot replaced them at last minute because they pulled out. And then it was Slipknot and MGK. So I looked at that. And what really the biggest deterrent, other than I don't like the headliners really, is like uh, I don't live close to there now and I didn't have my car. My girlfriend had it to go to work. And I was just like, damn, to like get in on an Uber and or something. If I more. took the bus, it would have taken like an hour and a half like on public transit. And I'm like, all right, I'm not. For Slipknot and MGK, like no. Or if, it, if I wanted to cut that time in half, it would still be 40 minutes in a fucking Uber that costs $45. I was like, this is probably just not going to work out. And This is probably it, just if, not worth it. If there were somebody, it's I would like... Faith No More canceled also. Right. If Faith No More happened to be headlining Sunday night, I would have gone alone, for sure. There are bands that would get me... I don't care what it costs. I like Bucket list. I, I want to see them. Uh, but I, I didn't see anything on that Sunday lineup. And I, I really didn't like have a bunch of buddies that were to me. If I had more friends out there or something, I didn't know anybody. So wow. I wasn't going to go just could have. pop around with the kids like, huh? Devo, huh? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. You uh, could have witnessed, uh, machine gun Kelly. Right. So anytime machine throwing gun shade in the news, we got to mention it slipknot. on the show. Hey, I made a fart noise when you said slipknot. I've never been a big fan of their music. Um, oh, I think I did see them live when I was like, 10 years old at Ozfest. Yeah, I never uh, listened to their music. I just either. remember my dad and my uncle making fun of them the whole time. Well, speaking of making fun of them, here was Machine Gun Kelly at Riot Fest. You know what? Fest. They sounded way cooler than this guy. I may, I think they have some history. Well, like we'll we'll get into that, I guess, but I think like they, there's some shade was thrown at at the blonde, the Machine bleach Gun blonde Kelly pop punk rappers. Uh <laughs> is the gayest guy of all time. I'm gay. So, I'm not a fan of this dude. Here's the worst part. Okay, Let's let's I just. I don't like his fucking corny, like angsty personality. Listen, MGK, I see what you're doing, uh, and I don't like it. I think we've been uh, pretty vocal about not liking his transition to pop punk over the past year. It's weird. Very weird. Um, so here's my dad grounded me in my basement. Uh, here's MGK throwing shade at Slipknot at Riot Fest a week ago. <laughs> Hey, you want to know what I'm really happy that I'm not doing? 
What, what prompted this? What's so that? What prompted this before he said these words? This is the clip. I don't know if I was there. I should have gone. I should have gone to see the whole. I could have the whole story, man. I could have spent $90 on Ubers and gotten the whole story, but I didn't. The Okay. But um, You're happy doing this. What are you happy doing? I think he, doing? he may have been like criticized by members of Slipknot about like people that don't grow come up in the genre and like you know use one genre to leapfrog to another or something like he was or get bodied so bad by Eminem (laughs) they have to completely change professions uh so here's MGK's diss hey you wanna know what I'm really happy that I'm not doing (laughs) being 50 years old 50 years old wearing a fucking mask on a fucking stage for a fucking stage I hate him so much. Why does this guy always sound like he's trying so to convince anyway, himself how tough he is? We're gonna have Reese's to rewind. Pieces? We're gonna have to rewind this like a hundred times. Dude. Everything about this asshole. This is the worst diss I ever heard in my life. <laughs> we were just talking about like you know you know uh, like hit him up. There are legendary diss tracks, even just verbal disses like fucking Meek Mill <laughs> versus whoever the fuck on Twitter. Like I don't know. There's like these things that actually stand out. And for this guy, he, like, listen to how long he waits after like asking that, the question. That guy with the eight ball jacket on the subway in New I York gonna who's say, like, dirty bitch. They're going to say on Seinfeld, <laughs> eight ball. Uh, listen to how long after he asked the question, he has to, like, think through even what he's trying to say. Hey, you want to know what I'm really happy that I'm not doing? One, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, four, one thousand. Like, what is that, dude? Like, what are you happy not to be doing? Hold on. Think about it, Kelly. Think. You've got this. Okay, I took it long enough. I've gathered my thoughts. Being 50 years old. 50 years is old. 50 years old. 50 years is old. Pluralize everything, why don't you? <laughs> Fucking asshole. 50, 50 years is old. 50 years old. Wait, take two. Run it back, Kelly. Being 50 years old. 50 years old wearing a fucking weird mask on a fucking stage. Fucking weird mask on And then he's got to go back. On stage. And then he goes back to playing a song with like a pink plaid shirt wrapped around his waist. Jamming a pink guitar into a pink microphone. Going, my dad grounded me. La, 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 la. You know what hurts the most is the, the lack of respect. I'm not wearing a mask. Fucking mask. You guys are wearing a fucking mask on a fucking stage. You know what I'm happy not to be doing right now? Crickets. Crickets, 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 crickets. Be a 50 year old fucking mask on fucking stage. Fucking shit. He says fucking shit for no reason, too. Fucking shit. Fucking shit. Fucking shit. And then this is, this is the icing on the cake. So anyway, what's everyone's favorite candy? Reese's Pieces? Reese's Pieces. Dude. Oh. <laughs> he said Reese's Pieces. All of this is like, sounds like a sixth grader after, by the bike racks after school. Like, meet me by the bike racks. I'm going to beat you up. And he goes like, it's just such a like. Reese's Pieces? So is the uh, the purpose of saying, so what's everybody, like that stark left turn of a topic shift. Does that have to do with the next song he's about to start? I, I don't, let's. Let's look into this. My favorite candy is Reese's Pieces. What is, it, what is he about to play? I fucking hate it. Does he have like a release of this music? That sounds like that sounds like something that like girls on TikTok find trendy, or like people in middle school like to like to maybe change the subject by saying something childish and be like, you know, you basically you're not invited to my birthday party. So what's your favorite candy or something like? Like now look how look how quickly I don't care about. Slipknot anymore. Now we're talking about something more important. Chocolate candies. I don't get it. I don't get like how that's... Say, say fuck more or something. Seriously, fuck those old fucking losers. Like, 
What happened? He tried to pull the shoot on that disc so fast, and that's what he came up with. It's got to be this song. It's called Jawbreaker, and he just said candy. (laughs) You know what I'm happy not to be doing? Writing these songs. Why is this album? It's called uh, Tickets to My Downfall. And then in parentheses it says sold out deluxe. I gotta hear this thing one more time. Hey, you wanna know what I'm really happy about? Uh, I'm not doing? Uh, Being fifty year olds old fifty years old wearing a fucking weird mask on a fucking stage. Fucking stage. Fucking shit. This weird mask is fucking shit on this fucking stage. So anyway, what's everyone's favorite candy? Reese's Pieces? <laughs> I eat the jawbreakers. Why did he say Reese's Pieces? He said Reese's for real? Have you not anyway, heard what's it? everyone's favorite candy? Reese's Pieces? <laughs> no, no, it might be the video quality. He said Reese's Pieces. <laughs> he he said Reese's. My favorite candy is the jawbreaker. <laughs> We're not letting him off easy this week. Jawbreaker. They got their beef, whatever, but yeah, dude, how terrible is that to stumble on the disc? Being 50 skier scalds. Oh, oh, right. I, can I, I can't be because I still uh. gotta be a rap guy. Yeah, I gotta do the Kanye hands. John Brainum. Reese's Pieces. Did you know Kevin Costner makes music? That is correct. Listen to this. My dad showed me this yesterday. This is the cost? He's playing, you know, the theater that we saw the America video at in the suburbs? Years ago, uh, yeah, I like all that. the FA yeah, yeah. skate shop uh, video premieres were held there in displays. They turned it into a venue. The sky is alive tonight. And coming soon is Kevin Costner. Right, so you guys are going to that too? Kevin Costner and the Modern stars. West. <laughs> this is so if bad. You want a sign, open up your eyes. If somebody said, hey, I got MTK tickets, or hey, I got Kevin Costner tickets. Well, I'm not afraid. <laughs> which one are you going to pick? Like, it's not enough that you fucking beat Scorsese for Best Director in 1990. You have well, to he do didn't this direct shit. it. He directed fucking Dance He of did? Wolves. Yes. Asshole. Piece of shit. He won an Oscar. I thought he was just in it. I didn't know he directed it. It's Fun. not enough. You're not fulfilled enough. Fun like you've facts. dated all these beautiful women in Hollywood. You gotta fucking go play country songs on a stage. I've never seen Dances with Wolves. You gotta play a country music guy every night. Poorly, may I say. Is what it when is enough enough for you, Kevin? <laughs> Just attack everybody who goes from uh Ugh, it's awful. <laughs> film to music. And Steve Martin and Kevin Bacon. Steve Martin I'm always, them all up. always played the banjo. And yeah. he did it in his act sometimes. Isn't Kevin Bacon in a, a he bluegrass is, band or something? I as can't well? imagine it's as bad as what I just heard. Pull it up. <sighs> and MGK is the benchmark to all of these. Who's the worst? And uh modern MGK fucking or Kevin Billy Bob Bacon. Thornton memory went on a radio show years yeah, ago yeah. and he was a cunt because the guy <laughs> asked about his movie career and I'm he, here like, to talk about my music. He like got up to walk out and yeah. the guy's like 
I don't think the guy even asked. I think he just acknowledged that it's Billy Bob Thornton from the movies. The guy was like, okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine. He's like, you don't understand that my audience is listening. It's an auditory platform, and I'm just letting them know the person I'm talking to is the guy that they recognize from movies like Sling Blade and whatever. Yeah. Nobody's heard your fucking shitty music. Nobody cares. All right. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Until now. <laughs> Bacon. Musics. The Bacon Brothers. That's his band. I also have a follow-up. Dude, we have so many more listeners than Kevin Bacon and Kevin Costner. I mean, you're being sarcastic, right? No. Okay. Nobody listens to this fucking music? Yet. Now that they got the TPS reports bumped, dude, they're going to go through the roof. It's already better and less cookie-cutter crappy as Kevin Costner's. And they're both vocalists? Or is Kevin Bacon Bacon just playing... No, I think this is him singing. All right, dude, when's Kevin Bacon coming to Rockford? Let's go. Billy Bob Thornton. Cunt. Cunt. Thornton. <laughs> Interview. <laughs> Fucking asshole. No, of course it's not going to come up with his name because he doesn't want it to be associated. Right, you have to know his shitty band name. That's the that's that was his. They're called the Box Masters. <laughs> <laughs> the Billy Bob's like, I'll be in the uh, band, but you can't use my name. Billy Bob Thornton has 1.4 thousand monthly billion <laughs> thousand. I mean, that doesn't make me feel good because they're still so much more successful than us. But oh shit, 2020. Here you go, Billy Bob Thornton. Sounds like a. You must feel like I choke you, but I love you like a baby. It stinks. It 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 stinks. <laughs> um. So this guy from. <laughs> this guy, guy it who doesn't like know a anything. Clip art, like drum file. I don't know anything. So this guy from Slipknot, his name's Corey. Corey Taylor, I guess. So that Corey Taylor's a great singer. I'm not yep. a big fan of Slipknot, but I've heard Corey Taylor sing with other bands, and the guy's a very talented heavy metal singer. Uh, he tweeted, "I don't like people. Cool dude, I, think. I don't like people airing private shit like a child. So this is all I'll say. I didn't do the track because I don't like when people try to write for me. I said no to them. So without further ado, the receipts. This is all I'm gonna say. So I guess there was something. Maybe they what MGK like reach out for yes, a collab because MGK works with Travis Barker. Right? I hate that we're doing like investigative journalism. All he these hangs names. out with Travis Barker every weekend at UFC cards with fucking Megan Fox and right. Uh, Chloe is it Chloe? So I guess Corey Taylor Cardi- sent the- sent something to them because they were we wanted him to work on a song. And these are threads from Travis Barker to Corey Taylor, and it says, "Corey, we love it. Peep the notes. It's super fucking close." And then this is clearly a copy paste from MGK to Travis that Travis is middlemanning to Corey. You follow? It says, Yo, Trav, super inspired again after listening to Corey's vocals on Can't Look Back and added some guitars over his part so it kicks you in the face when his voice comes in. One, can you tell him he fucking killed it and I'm stoked and honored he's even on it. What the fuck? I've been watching the news lately. Oh, number two, I've been watching the news lately. That's where it's going to go south. Turn the news off <laughs> about the war and the state of everything, and it made me look at the song in a different way, like soldiers need a song to stay alive to, a song to fight to, um, keep them going. I added, God, this guy is so gay. I, added a bri- I added a bridge that makes the last oh, chorus 
pretty powerful. And the I delusions of grandeur. I will think you and him will dig it. Uh, three, I sent Corey an idea for. We need the- to give the soldiers something to fight to. <laughs> oh, and the worst part is like the you know two two and two like T W O T double O. He's got them all wrong for sure. <laughs> They're all wrong. He uses all three of them. Yeah. And- Improbably? A song to fight two, like a song to fight the two, number two, like also a song to fight two, right? And then period space, keep them going, period. Like he, he's not great at sending an email, but you know what? I'm not judging him on that. I sent Corey an idea for the second half of his verse, and he obviously can say fuck it, but it would be sick to see if it inspired anything or if he wait, could wait, try wait. it like that. That was he note, sent him what? That was note three. An idea. So clearly, MGK sent a reference of something else lyrically for the second half, okay. and said, "I would. It would be cool. Like take it or leave it, but it would be cool if he tried it this way." Right, that's what he's saying. And then he says, number four, I laid a demo screamish type track ugh, under his first part of the verse. That My be- dad grounded <laughs> me in the basement. Uh, under the first part of his verse, that would be dope uh, to hear in his psychosocial voice, mind blown emoji. My dad grounded me. Note number five, fuck yeah, tell him he rocks. Double prayer hand emojis or high fives. So he sounds... He sounds like um, a big fan, right? He sounds like he's pretty supportive of guys and their f- who are fifty years so, f- fifties years old, fifties years wearing masks sold, on stage. Fifties sold, fifties years old sold. Uh, here's Corey Taylor's response now to Travis Barker. It says, "Hey man, sorry I missed your call last night. By the way, I'm on dad hours. Ha ha. So I listened to the idea, and to be honest, I don't think I'm right." The right guy for the track. Nothing personal. I just think if this is what MGK is looking for, someone else is the guy to do it. It's all, all caps, good. Uh, And I'm stoked for him. I hope you guys find the right fit for it. Hope you understand, and I wish you the best with it. If I can help in any way, let me know. All the best, Corey Taylor. And that's apparently the receipts. So there's something we didn't so that's cover. That's a nice professional way of saying. I don't uh, like it. Sounds gay. <laughs> I don't want to be. Is gay. You know, associated with it. Right. So I think he's clarifying that. I don't know. Like maybe they thought he pulled pulled out of a thing, or I don't know. Like, but no, he said I don't like your direction for this, and uh, might as well might as well <laughs> you flubbed it. <laughs> you and MGK should do a fucking song. The homie. <laughs> might as well go flub and insult at Riot Fest. Who played today. first? What's that? They played after They were him. overlapping. That's the thing. So they were like competing. They were uh, competing audiences. Uh, and then I see on... This is like a... 50 years sold, sold. This guy is so great at being in the news. This is like from today. And it's like a, a thing about... Somebody's trying to uh, say he Machine got, Gun Kelly flipped off and booed at Louder Than Life Fest. Don't even know where that is. But um, And now he's he's saying that like he's sharing clips of like, all I heard was twenty thousand fans singing every word and twenty angry ones. Here's a clip of I guess everybody. Enjoy the rest of the concert. So there's one, two, three guys with a middle finger in the air. Four, five, five, six. So first of all, can you even hear? Listen to this Whiskies! shit. Whiskies. <laughs> listen to this shit muffled in the background. You know what this looks like to me? This looks like when a band says, middle fingers up. Right. Left side. I want to see your middle finger. And then somebody takes a clip and like, this doesn't look like vitriol at all. And first of all, how lame would that be if a bunch of people went and endured this terrible shit at a live set so they could be like, I'm going to flip them off. That'll show them. Like what kind of fucking Slipknot fan loser 
You know, let's get a crowd of 12 people to go over to stage right and give them the bird. Yeah, the story's a bunch of nothing. But listen to this junk. It's not just the cell phone quality, dude. It's the music. <laughs> Anyways. This is not quite... Uh, did you see George Bush get heckled at something he was doing? Recently? Mm-hmm. No. Let's look up uh, YouTube George Bush getting heckled. It's actually like... It's actually like not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. So here we go. George um, Bush gets heckled two nights in a row. Well, this might be some guy talking about it. You know what? It always is. Well, one thing's for sure. It's an ad. Oh, this isn't like the clip. It is. Okay, let's see. George, this, guy's a, this guy's a Iraq war veteran. George Bush? This person right here. I mean, technically, George Bush is. He started the whole thing. He doesn't get any credit for that. Mr. Bush, when are you going to apologize for the million Iraqis that are dead because you lied? You lied about weapons of mass destruction. I cannot, like, I cannot believe that you're hearing people going, sit down, sit down, now you're going to sit down. Yeah, this guy gets up. He's like, you know what I'm happy not to be doing? <laughs> Millions of dollars for speaking engagements. Being being the forty first, forty third, forty forty second, third president in the forties. Actions to nine eleven. You lied about Iraq being attacked. You sent me to Iraq. You sent me to Iraq in two thousand three. My friends are dead. Joshua Castillo. You killed people. These ladies are like. Oh my God! I can't believe these. How do you boo that? Apologize! How do you boo that man? Well, that was the first one. I guess he got heckled twice in two nights. Uh, the the next one, the clip I saw, there's not anywhere near as well audio. It's first all, of all like, captions. This party really died. You really know how to segue <laughs> from uh, goofing about one guy's verbal flub to American tragedy. Let's see the second one. Uh, okay. You destroyed the life of my cousin. You made my night. Just your you cousin. You made a nightmare for my family. Sir, this is not the uh, time. Tens of this thousands of Americans and one million that, Iraqis. And George Bush is Look like chuckling and sucker and laughing. Smiles and waves to the guy. He gives him a very, uh, very insincere who's wave, like, his grievances, as if to say, "I see you. I the, see you making noise." For the way that the illegal war that this piece of shit started affected his life, and he's like, eh, "All right, see ya." Right. Well, he knows, like, also George Bush knows that this guy isn't going to get it. He's like, he's going to, he's tossed. This is the signal. Chuckle in a wave. Get him out and of here. And then he says something about how America's so great because this guy has the freedom to criticize his own president or a former president. Uh, it is uh, disrespectful to is the audience. Andy Warhol? He's in, what the fuck is going on on the other yeah. side of the stage? You should be in jail. You should be in jail. You should yeah, be in prison. He's no. not wrong. You think they're applauding the statement or they're taking them out? <laughs> yeah. It's hard to tell. That's okay. Here's the thing in America. Uh, the good news is in other countries, the guy would end up in jail for yelling at a president. Yeah. Here he's allowed to express himself. And I want to apologize for... Uh, and I'm allowed to ignore him and talk over him oh, while then they I cut make it millions off. of dollars for what these are, speech, speaking What did he apologize for? He said, I'd like to apologize for... Um, I'm pretty like, sure it wasn't for starting an illegal war. <laughs> That's why I'm curious what it was lying about for. weapons of mass destruction. What was a more pertinent apology to him than the one they're asking for? Probably apologizing to the audience right. for the disruption, oh, yeah. for the truth. I'm sorry 
that the truth broke through and it ruined our evening. Let's continue on with whatever this yeah, farce speaking is. Speaking of ruined our evening, <laughs> as long as spirits are high, let's do a shot for uh, Norm McDonald. Uh, you got to play the thing, bro. I never heard of that. You never heard of that? You never, you never heard of that? You fellas have a lot of growing up to do, I'll tell you that. Way out of line. Way out of line. This is George W. Bush, by the way. Way out of line. Way out of line. <laughs> you know what hurts the most is the, the lack of respect. You know? That's what hurts the most. Ridiculous. R.I.P. You know what hurts the most is, is the million dead Iraqis. <laughs> That's what hurts And then the George most. Bush is like, you know what hurts the most is the... The, the shoe you threw at my head <laughs> when I was president as well. Like, it's always something that's not quite tens of thousands of dead people. Your loafer bonked me on the noggin, sir. <laughs> um, so, yeah, to catch up, uh, Michael K. Williams passed away weeks ago. And what are you pointing at? You did the thing. What thing? The, the intro. Fuck. You always do this. Dude, I'm a little out of practice. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody died, now we're pouring one up in their memory. My bad. I could do better than just point also. What's that? I feel like if uh if I was like the passenger in a car and we were about to be in a head-on collision, that's about as much as I would contribute. I'd like point. Eh. Car. Wait, I'm I'm lost. What happened? Just never mind. Okay. Uh <laughs> I didn't pull up any clips of Norm because this is so late, but also he's Dirty Work and Soybean Silverman. He's not in that. Stop saying Dirty Stop for a second, would you? You bastard! I don't have to sit here. It's mostly just Chris. Let's give it up for Chris Farley. Just he stole the quote show of the Norm's movie. (laughs) Seriously, that uh, I think uh, I'm trying to dance around saying that I cried because I didn't. I wanted to cry. No, I like. I got. I, I get, teared up. I teared up. I teared up because uh, you know when everybody starts sharing the norm clips, like when you hear about him passing away. So then you, you look at whatever Twitter and Instagram people's shares. I was about a to lot say, of it. It was like sometimes you don't want to see something like that's a downer. But none of this was downers. It was like a celebration of every <laughs> brilliant thing that he offered. His humor yeah. changing comedy forever. I was gonna say when you said he didn't pull up any clips, I feel like there's been enough time where anyone who cares, yeah, that's what they've done, right? Uh, in this in between, as we've all watched. So, yeah. You know, uh, either his movies or the, you know, various or, compilations on YouTube of his uh, Weekend Update stuff. Not only was he, like, memorable SNL Weekend Update, but I grew up. I didn't watch Letterman, and I didn't really... I saw some Leno, but I was a Conan O'Brien viewer right. when I was younger. Strictly that was like Conan. And he was a v- very close friend of that show, and every t- those were all, like, the memorable interviews. I remember, like, watching those live, so... It is like a nostalgic thing when you kind of revisit a lot of those. And then where I got my teary eyes uh, was the the clip from his special, which is like within the last 10 years, you find out he died of cancer, that he's kept kind of silent for 10 years. Right. And then he's got a bit about like, the last thing they say about a guy who has cancer is he lost his battle. It's like, that's great, right? Last thing you do before you die, he lost. He's a loser, you know? And he says, if the cancer dies when you die, then that's not a loss. That's a draw, you know? And like, I was like, it's very obvious the inspiration that he probably it might have been a recent diagnosis that inspired that bit right and then he put out that special like 10 years ago or whenever it was it seemed like around see in hindsight the timeline yeah that it probably came out of his needing to be optimistic about his diagnosis but that's what's cool about like you know it's 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 hard whatever i'm like i don't know this guy and stuff it's just a bummer i think the last time i got teary-eyed when somebody died was like patrice o'neill and it's never like for me it's it's never really the big like, like you know like michael k williams these are all fucking tragic they're people like i'm a fan of but it's really 
It gets me when it's these like brilliant comic voices. Right. Like I that's what that's my a lot of norm stuff. Yeah. I was saying uh like the first thing when I went on to my YouTube, my YouTube regularly has a whole category that's just Norm McDonald stuff because I so regularly would watch it. Uh, the great thing about being teary-eyed to any of his material is that you have the excuse material. Like, I'm I'm laughing hard, you know. I'm yeah. already wiping tears just from the laughter. Right. I wasn't sad. I was laughing so hard I cried. We recently uh, in Texas, Skyler turned us on to his his album from like 2006. All right. Uh, Not stand-up album. No, what, it's like it a was studio like a, comedy album. Uh, there's a great bit about the Fantastic Four right. and the naming of everyone and Mr. Fantastic. I'm not going to just do it yeah. <laughs> terribly, but it's fucking brilliant. He was brilliant. He was also just um, just like the embodiment of the, of the type of like artist who didn't care if it was like working or whatever, he was there to like humor himself. Yeah, if he found about, it funny, that was good enough. You know, the, the level of like seeing Louie and he, it seems like it's unfinished and he's working stuff out, but to be unafraid to work it out. And a lot of time there's like, that, that's why you do it. There's gold to be mined in that. And you know, people even like Patrice too. It's like, is, did he, does he write any of this down or is he just so loose? Right. Yeah. And Norm had that like loose, always funny, but it was always like, how prepared is any of this? It sounds like a guy just kind of a uh, talking there, you know, and a, uh, it's just so casual. It sucks you in. It's like there's brilliance in this that's hidden just just under this casual blanket. Um, but yeah, that's my norm impression is just to be a uh, uh, you gotta say uh in there. You're uh, like so. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I was at the bar there and a uh, oh yeah, and then you add an oh yeah like you forgot. <laughs> so I went over there to the. Uh, yeah, bar there and, and uh, uh, jam the swizzle oh, yeah. stick up your pee hole. <laughs> oh, jam the swizzle stick up my pee hole. Terrible impression, but uh, on that note, rest in peace to top five all time, Norm McDonald. Norm Way to get me to pull an MGK <laughs> on his fucking name while you hit the button. I was like, Norm Mc McDonald's. God damn it. I told you, uh, Wait. I texted my girlfriend Andy and I was did? like, Norm Macdonald died, and I feel like I want to cry. And then her response was like, You want to be gay? Fine. Oh. <laughs> her, her response is, Oh, babe, go ahead and cry. I just watched her in Moonrise Kingdom. You're like, What? It's Francis McDormand. She thought Norm Macdonald was Francis McDormand. She thought McDormand. Norm was a lady. McDonald, McDormand. She just had a lapse, and she didn't. She's not a big. Movie geek like you and me. Norm's <laughs> not a lady's name. Anyway, it lifted my spirits. I laughed out loud. Norma? Okay. Norma is. Okay. That's I'm an the, asshole. Add an A and it is, yeah. Um, um, we also lost... I'll do one more. Well, we... Uh, I mean, I, I know it's we're running behind here, but we never did one on air for Omar. That's right. So it's like... So what, are we going to split Omar Well, and I don't. I don't know any other ones. Disrespectful? I know two. All right, give me your class. Give me goddamn class. <laughs> Do you know Willie Garson? No. You know Willie Garson. Willie. Yeah. Oh, Bill Garson. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is it? He was uh, probably most known for Sex in the City, Never which I seen did not watch. My mom did. My life. I watched a what little am bit. I? I'm gay. <laughs> a little bit of it uh, when my mom watched it. No. But you would recognize him from a little film called There's Something About Mary. Yeah, he definitely looks familiar. He's his friend in the beginning. Right, right. Who, who informs him about Dom Woganowski. Yeah. That's it? Uh, and then later on in the movie, he plays a chiropractor who's like working on Ben Stiller, and he informs him that Mary's a fox. 
that he saw her a couple of years ago down at a conference Look, in Florida. I'm down for the shot, but to just she's a fox. to kind of move Pat. We're com- where are we c- comparing Omar to this guy? What else did he do? I'm not comparing anything. I'm just saying uh, this guy's in a, in one of my favorite movies. Okay, okay. So I don't want to marry this right. guy's great. Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he says. Yeah, let's let's drink to both. You know who else died? Oh my God, Tom Ford's husband died. Skinny neck guy. You could like fit your whole wrist. I mean, your whole. That's horrifying. That looks like an American wrist. horror story character. You could like connect your fingers. That's what I meant. Oh wait, that person passed away. They look like they're already dead. Of course, they <laughs> passed away. I was gonna say, should I not be super mean about? How horrifying this person's face is. But. This guy used to get butt-fucked by Tom Ford before. Tom Hell Ford yeah. butt-fucked him to death. That's what it says right there. That's how he died. Nice. Butt-fucked him. Ew, dude. We this guy's 35 years older. God, that's a, that's a necessary ER. They were married that for 35 years. That guy was 35 years, years old. Whew. How old is Tom Ford? They were married 35 years. They look like the, uh, he's more than 35 years older. Anyway, R.I.P. Um, See, now you're just grasping at straws. We had Omar, no, we no, had no. Norm. Anthony A.J. Johnson, son, from Friday. Smokey back here taking a shit! Just what I think you couldn't get any dumber. <laughs> you go and pull up someone like him. Come on, pull up to Anthony A.J. Totally. Johnson. Yeah, now we're speaking my language. Let's go. And Willie Garson. I gotta say, I'm more of a Willie Garson fan than an Anthony Johnson fan. And... Whew, She's a fox. <laughs> He's in something else you've seen. I know it. Willie Garson. Yeah, but is he, though? Damn, man. He was only like 57. Yeah, dude. I was watching uh, Gone Girl on Pluto TV the other day. Mm-hmm. Barely in it. Michael K. Williams. Uh, I was watching Sopranos the other day. Barely in it. Willie Garson. Michael K. Williams <laughs> lets Jackie Jr. crash at his place in the hood while oh, he's yeah. trying to hide out from the mob, and they play chess with Omar's daughter. Yeah. And then he goes out for a walk and gets capped. Such a bummer, dude. I don't know if this is going to reach the right people, but if like if you're cutting drugs with fentanyl, stop it. Stop that. He, he gets capped by Vito. And I've always wondered, uh, Vito's the fat guy who later comes out as gay. Um, well, he kind of gets like caught being gay. He, he gets come outed out as gay. As gay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but when he shoots Jackie Jr. in the head, maybe he could pull it up. His the gun he shoots him with looks like a teeny tiny like toy gun. And I've always wondered, is that like a normal size gun? And Vito's just so fat that it looks like a teeny tiny gun. Is this the scene? Yeah, it's where he loses. No. Right, he's playing chess. Two spaces on the first move. Fucking dumb Jackie Jr. doesn't even know how to use a pawn. <laughs> hey. There's Michael K. Williams like, you gonna? she got you. For. We just started. Yeah, but the way she's developed. We just started. I win again. I see you should have played that out. Exactly what I was That's about to say. My girlfriend does that all the time. She just resigns, and I'm like, first of all, you could have played it out, and you could. You don't have to resign every time you face a little adversity in chess. You can <clears> still <throat> beat me. <clears throat> Quitter. <laughs> and then also, oh, yeah. I'm like, let me earn my win. You know, quit giving up. I want to fucking like, I want to mate you. Right. That's why they do it. It's like I'm, I'm gonna steal the the glory from you. Yeah, I'm you're gonna, pulling gonna, the rug out. Yeah. Anyway. 
Just get to the fucking gun <laughs> in his fat hand. <laughs> All right. There it is. Right Look at that tiny gun. <laughs> Doesn't it look tiny? There it is. Or is his hand just big? It looks like they made it out of like a Lincoln log or something. Like a like 3D it's printer. A, it's a set prop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're doing this shot to Jackie Jr.? Yeah. We hardly knew you. Michael K. Williams. Deliciosa. Does that say delicious? Fucking yum. Hey, delicious! Yum. All right. We drank a couple shots. We've honored the dead. Uh, what's it time for now? Sugar doom, 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 doom. Sugar doom, 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 shoom, doom. Highly recommended. The sugar doom comes later. It's not the first thing. Whoa. Deja vu AF. <laughs> In a day now. Rain shine was fate denied by state time. Decades rhymes contain rage behind gang signs. Remember chickens spitting game at you? I'm praying with a flow when you get home. I'm fixing gang tattoos. Forget stress. Yes, I'll accept the charges. Armed with curse words and verses to get the guards pissed. I dropped out since we last spoke. Commissary so it sucks. Yeah, we all grown up. For sure, growing up was tough. More drugs than luck. Fuck a thuggy getting bucked. You can roll with us. No more holding in stolen trucks. Roll the Dunkin' Donuts. We're po-po and folks can both hold nuts. Flame up, say your name. Now the whole gang smoking. Highly recommended. Album. Comes from the typical cats. Typical cats. 2001 self-titled typical cats. Yeah, Friday was a blast from the past, and it. This is Quell, by the way. If you don't know, completely reminded me. More tattoos than nights at home. How much I love this man. This is your microphone. Life will chew fruit to see. Um. Yeah. I'm unique, never unique, cause stress ain't new to me. I'm unique, never unique, cause stress ain't new to me. Um, I gotta say, Eileen, I got a quell bias, you know what I mean? Uh, typical cats is a three piece. Typical cats, typical cats is a three piece. Yeah. <coughs> and the other two guys, one's black and one's Asian, so terms gotta stay team white for this. Exactly. <laughs> white persuasion. Um, Caucasian real, persuasion, that's what I meant. Real Palmer Squares heads will know that long before we called ourselves the Palmer Squares, we called ourselves Ordinary Dogs. And if you didn't know why, it's because this was our favorite hip-hop group in Chicago. Typical Cats. Get it. Typical Cats is Quell, Denizen Kane, and Quasar. I like Quasar a lot. I definitely went through phases of all of them. We've saw, We've seen them in the past, but it's been... Denizen Kane is not my favorite. It's a little too slam poetry for me. He's also the one in the group that was more so involved in just spoken word and slam poetry. So oh, what you thought, Hops? The language of imagination. Poetry is a form of I got mad proxy! Isn't it the point? You're missing it. Rockin's kinda new to me cause my true love is poetry. I don't know what you thought, Hops, but Chief, I've got tall proxy. This be the rebuttal version to Mr. Ooh, Academic ooh, who does not believe he, that my he, poems were. Yeah, it's a little much for me. If you had to just interview 10 years ago us and say like, who are your biggest lyrics influences that are inspiring you to like start this Palmer Squares journey there would be a top three 
and Wax and Quell would be two of them, and I'm not mm-hmm. positive who my third would be. Maybe MF Doom. Yes, that's probably the third. And, and maybe and can I speak cannabis. for you? Maybe Talib Quell. Yeah, yeah. There's others, but no, I'm thinking top three. Yes. And and you know. 100%. Mm, I don't know. I kind of want to keep it whites only, so Doom might have to take a hike. <laughs> no, it's definitely Doom, Wax, and Quell. Uh, but Quell definitely is my like standout on this album. Uh, it won't stop. Is Quasar's track, and it's and it's sick. Quell even uh, spit one of Quasar's verses on this the other night. Might have been this verse. I, I gotta be honest. I, I I did get good and drunk again that night. So Quell uh, spit this verse the other night, and he went. He like went on a whole thing about man. how Quasar's his man, and fucking. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the best verses ever written. And I just talked over the whole thing. That's all right. Uh, as long as people know where to. It won't stop. It's great. Um, I like this album that it's a hip hop album that has a couple of instrumental tracks that are just like, hey, listener, you take a crack at it, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm, I go with all the Quell shit, uh, cliche. Quella, Quella, Qua. How do you say it? Quelloquialisms? Quelloquialisms. <laughs> uh, honestly, it was a lucky guess. <laughs> I'm like, I nailed it. Oops, my bad. Come on! Like RuPaul's clit is. Can't tell if your dick or pussy like topless infants. He's weird. He's got weird lyrics. Like school stalls with no doors. Dude, totally forgot. How scared I used to get in the stall when the door was going. <laughs> I had to take a shit when we got to the show yesterday, and we got our seats, and uh show starts at 7.30. It's like 7.25 or something, so I'm like, I'm going to take a quick run to the bathroom. Yeah. Waiting for the stall. There's two stalls, a bunch of guys using the urinals. I'm like, no thanks, I'll wait for the stall. Got to drop deuce. One stall cracked open a little bit. You can see on the little coat hanger on the door, there's a mask hanging. Mm-hmm. And I watched the guy in front of me go kind of open that stall a little bit and go, whoa, and then close it. Dude was taking a shit with the stall door just open. Wild. <laughs> At a Louis show. It was Louis. He was in there. <laughs> he wanted people to watch. <laughs> his, his material is so like cum and poop. Uh, like heavy, <laughs> yeah, you know, where I was like, focused. Of course, a guy at the Louis show is taking a shit with the fucking stall. Not only is the stall door open, I love the detail of just taking your mask off in the bathroom and hanging it on the stall door. Yeah, just let hook. it dangle against where against other people might put their hand while they're pissing. Well, where poo flakes, poo flakes, also. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, that guy was not scared to drop shit. In theater stalls with no doors. <laughs> See, this, back was be- in the day, this was before it was uncool to say. said faggot all the time. Just because I stand above you doesn't mean you understand me. Stand over you. Don't mean you understand Did I flub it? Yes. You know what I'm happy not to be doing? We're going to do it again. 
Whack raps can't plead insanity Just because I stand over you don't mean I'm adding a syllable, aren't I? You gotta run it back again Old nuts like padded rooms Whack raps can't plead insanity Just because I stand over you don't mean you understand You said don't mean you understand You kind of still You hesitated And I think you're reading lyrics Which makes this uncomfortable I wrote it down I wrote down all my favorite quotes Really? The other day Well, okay you When I listen to this album let's nail through. this and then let's read few, uh, through a few of those 50s years old <laughs> just cause I stand over you don't mean you understand me oh, hell yeah still got it yeah still got it yes in your face hope I might choke you're as whack as your white jokes the only cat to drop lines like Samoans on tight ropes motherfuckers can't even respond what can he say cause after the battle he's more like yo I ain't wanna win anyway and calling shit like I ain't lose he ain't even rapping right damn right I'm an asshole you pussies ain't even half as tight to and fro fluid flow you know I'm splitting speakers here's one of my old favorites I'll, I'll beat you half to death twice then smack you back to life those were the types of lines that made me like when I was 17 just want to start writing raps you know right mathematical flow made you like <laughs> throw your coogee hat to the floor like oh or like that one you know like just because i uh, stand over you don't mean you understand me just like basic little reversals and stuff and the subtle references and all that shit it's kind of no surprise when you listen to quell i think you can hear that like you know we also wanted to be just like lyrically yeah off the wall like you know Let's let's pack some extra syllables in and make sure these references are obscure and unique. Typical cats was always a tad more hold nuts like padded rooms is a fucking sick line. Yeah, uh, just a tad more like poetry driven. Yeah, um, like all of this could be delivered at a fucking slam poetry thing with no beat. For sure, um, that's how I feel about some stuff of ours. Like like so long, I feel like it's a very poetry uh like the verses are poetic more than a lot of our other stuff yeah, the further you go back and you can like the say more connected we are to this influence yeah yeah true <laughs> um some of my favorite lines the issues how windows ain't mirrors when we miss you uh no one told this kid i was dope motherfucker i was there when i wrote this i don't know why i always <laughs> fucking i always love that line um i'm the motherfucking king like oedipus that always stands out that's a great line yep Oedipus fucked his mom. <laughs> and he was on, the king. Come on, bro. He was the king Fuck and he fucked mom, his mom. Bro. I'm the motherfucking king like Oedipus. What a great line. Less is more, you know? Can't tell if you're dick or pussy like topless infants. Weird. Weird line, but it's like, right. What's the fucking buzzing noise? God damn bitch bastard. Fuck. You know, Vagina. you ever see a baby Fart. with its shirt off? Queef. You don't know if it's a boy or a girl. Got no dits over there. Did I fix it? Okay. Scared to drop shit like school stalls with no doors. No doors. Hold nuts like padded rooms, whack raps, can't plead insanity just because I, I stand, stand underneath over you. you, then you overstand <laughs> you with go. me. That's what you said. I got some urban words to give now. Let's make some music. I like how you don't even have the rhymes in most of these. These are just the lines that stand out. I mean that. Totally. Like, that's, it doesn't matter what you rhyme it with because it's not what's most memorable. Uh, and I, I, I did take out a uh, Dennis and Kane free verse line from. Uh, what you thought, Hops. Yeah. At one point he says, Floss with the barbed length of a simile and scrape your tongue across a living versus bristling skin. <laughs> and I was like, Yo, that's fucking awesome. I don't like, I'm not a huge 
slam poetry guy. Poetry but like, means I wriggle through the riddle of the flesh to some of this is fucking. It's just fantastic. I mean, hip, hip hop's directly connected, so there's got to be some appreciation. Curtain and exist backstage by the sandbags and pulleys. Hell, fucking no. This is I like exist to be seen, to see and be seen. I don't to like when it's too like to the thou righteous the or whatever. Of my rhythm is the unapologetic, emphatic, insistent of the declarative sentence. That's right, bad boy. I am, I is, I be. Fuck you. I can speak about myself in rhyming couplets if I want to. I am, I is, I be, I do, I self, I self, I solo, this could also be I a solo. Is, this could be a song is, very easily. Is, 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 I, 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 Road trip. Road trip. <laughs> okay. Beginning um, to end. I also uh, just had <laughs> decibel levels and infinitesimal testicle jokes. Yep. It was a great line. If you haven't ever decibel done- Decibel levels and infinitesimal testicle jokes. If you've never done the dive into TEC uh, and done like a typical cat's out, this is the one. Listen to this one. Um, but you could also branch out into all three of these dudes and find a lot of cool shit. A lot of like Chicago- uh, underground hip hop, but yeah, it's crazy. Like it's a 20 year anniversary of this Quell album, and this album. 20 year anniversary of this album too. Yeah, this came out in 2001. Yeah, Chicago. This is- I saw Quell on his uh, his socials was saying something about they're trying to get a typical cats New Year's show. Dude, let's together. Go. So we will be there if Can that we, happens. Let's open. You know, you got the skin. We will try this? and open. If that how happens. do we do this? Where is it at? Reggie's. They'll probably do Reggie's. Let's go. We, last time gonna, we saw typical, dude, it's hard to say drunk and fast. Two shots. <laughs> Give me a third. Let's go. I um, didn't get get one to smoke it back in, take it and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta take a shot to that guy. He's dead. <laughs> but check it out. What, should we just DM Quell? How do you make this happen? I want to do this. I shook up with Maker real quick when I saw him there, and it's like he he remembered. He was like, "Oh, we played with y'all at the Abbey." I was like, "I bet Quell would remember." If they're looking for an opener, for a local opener, right. we should be it. At the very least, I think our, they know our name. You know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to find my balls recently, you guys. I'm going to start just like... I'm gonna start Took re- you long enough, you dummy. <laughs> it worked. Where's your fucking balls? Um, I'm going to try and find out how to, how to make things happen around here, bro. Let's be a part of that. The first time we saw the typical cats was at Reggie's. We just saw Quell at Reggie's. Yeah. Uh, Reggie's ain't got no requirements or nothing. I feel like that's where Quell's trying to do shit. Yeah. I don't know if I had to guess. I would. I would figure Quell is on that tip. Quell is all or uh, Reggie's is also just like. Yeah, it's I a rock club. Yeah, I it's don't, a one fucking place in Chicago that has uses the word rock and they mean it. Like I, I want to. I don't care about whatever. Take the masks and the policies and the COVID world out of it. Like I just, I've always loved those shows there. Whether we played them or we saw them. Like, Reggie's, Re- is Reggie's is a staple for me. Chicago fucking classic music. They got a manhole scene. cover on the stage. It's the best. It's it's awesome. <laughs> uh, all right, we've, we've I, I hate cutting off typical cats, but we typical cats. I guess I have to pour self-titled more whiskey. album, two thousand one. Uh, that is your highly recommended. You better believe it. You better believe it. It's time for fan questions. It's time for fan questions. I like harmonizing with S. Reedy. That song is just long enough for me to pour two more shots. I love it. Machine Gun Kelly would love it. Um, (laughs) Yo. (laughs) Maybe we can make this happen. MGK, TK, 
S. Reedy. It's done. Let's get this going on. You know what I'm happy not to be doing? Reeskies pieces. Taking in shots of whiskeys to reading Reeskies pieces. Mine's to uh, Willie Garson. I'm just going to drink it. Yeah, dude. We're doing it. We're doing it again. Mary is a fox. <laughs> I'm watching something. About hey, term. I just wanted to say you're a faggot. All right, next caller. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Simple uh, wrong would have done just fine. Maybe this guy knows something that y'all don't. <clears throat> hey, Term, I just want to say hey, you're from Brokeback Mountain. Not because you watched it, it's because you were mad they didn't have foreplay and they went straight to fucking. That's a little weird. You know, I'm just fucking No, but seriously, the- you've never sucked a dick. You've never, like, even kissed a man. Don't put words in this guy's mouth. Okay, I'm, I'm saying hypothetically. Yeah. I don't know this person. Ow. You've never had sex with a man. You've never kissed a man. You've never even, like, fucking... What, are you a virgin? Embraced what one. You've never given a hand job. You've never... This is what Term tells himself in the mirror, <laughs> tries to convince himself. You've never given a hand job to a man. You've never blown a man. <laughs> okay. So now it's, it's going to happen. You're with a man. You've always wanted to. You're the with stars a man. have aligned. You're just going to go straight into spitting onto his... Or you've never been with a man. You've never kissed a man. You Here he goes again. <laughs> you've never sucked a dick. And now it's going to happen. You're just going to pull your pants down and have him shove his fucking dry cock into your dry asshole? That's how you're going to start your gay world? Even in my straight experiences and being anxious on dates and stuff and trying to make the move and all right, that. Right, is that how you did things with women? No, I tried it once. No. <laughs> no, I never. It's just like you got to... Like, that's rape. You got to work your way in with, you know... Uh, subtlety, flirtatious comments, maybe a little neck kisses. You don't just whip out a cock and smash it in. And <laughs> into your palm. That's what he does, I swear to God. I like how, like, like just saliva, yeah, that's lubricant, but to go, <laughs> to, really, to really get your sinuses involved. He hawked one on my asshole. <laughs> Guy hawked in my asshole. Hey, and in, in Dumb and Dumber, Seabass... Was in that bathroom stall to suck some cock, was he not? Yeah, and he had his mask dangling on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. All right, go uh, on, Mr. Go on I'm a bad the... guy. <laughs> That's also a term to himself in the mirror. But anyway, I'm That's just... how he wraps up the speech. <laughs> wondering, how much does it cost to book you guys to come to Canada? I'm really thinking of booking you guys to fucking come down here, maybe Toronto. When the shit's all over, you know, or the shit is over in part of my eyes, I want to fuck you guys as soon as I can, so. Party by know, How much do I got to fucking send you guys? Fuck you. Fuck, fuck, come fuck. over to fucking Canada. This machine gun, Kelly. It's fucking Anyways, shit. Fuck fucking Canada. shit. <laughs> want to get, get you on a fucking stage of fucking Canada. <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> hey, man, we want to get back to Canada ASAP, too, but it's not about what's over in your eyes. <laughs> it's right. what Trudeau it's what's, and it's Fauci and Biden. Trudeau's eyes. Yeah, everybody's working together to either uh, let us go, take us off of our proverbial leashes, or not. So I, I honestly don't know. I just heard recently there was something about like, what, isn't isn't there some sort of uh, Canadians are letting Americans in now? I think that's something changed. I don't fucking know. I'm sure there's regulations. Of course. <clears throat> I'm sure it's at but I least. Think, I think there was like a as closed, secured as our show I think there at was the like chop a, shop. A closed border policy for a period of time. No, yeah, about, I don't think they were period letting exactly. anybody in. I think they are now. So who knows? That's the question. Like it's we we see that. You know, more than just this guy's call of like, when are you coming here? When are you coming to Canada? It's, and it's, it's like, a, we're, it's right. probably next year at the very earliest. Right. I don't it's know. It's not so much, 
it doesn't just end with us being able to cross the border. I'm ready to go. And then it, it no, well, then we got to be able to like book a bunch of shows. Yeah. And we have to make sure that those shows, you know, are the way we would like it to be, which is, you know, it's it's offered to anybody. Right. Um, Every, which doesn't seem like it's going to be easily accomplished until at least next spring or later. But that's, it doesn't matter where you'd like us to play next or we'd like to play next. I think it's not going to really happen until next spring. Or like I said earlier, we right. book these shows. We're pretty much like, you guys, that's what it is this year. And then we're going to take the winner off. We're probably going to try to record. That's what we're doing right now. That's why we've been off for a couple of weeks is because like at a certain point we need to like, we're falling behind on a few musical endeavors. So we had to catch up on some features and some shit we're working on. Uh, so we're still doing that. And I really want to like tackle that through the winter while we're not playing shows tackle that through the so winter. not only can we start setting shit up uh, in advance of next year wherever we can hopefully before the end of next year we can also have new music out you know there's that's yeah, with, we also, without like, working a little more that wasn't a realistic option but we we got it's we, we don't want to go to canada and play fucking four-year-old music at this point we it's fine we haven't played with or without it in canada we could do yeah we fine. can do it um but yes soon asap we're gonna make music Ferg. That we can bring on the road with us, right. and then go on the road. Next guy who's not going to insult me so heavily. What up, boys? This is Nate in California. I got some highly recommended albums for each of you. Ooh, shoes on the other foot. Start off with Ack, I think he said. The okay. album called Jazzmatazz, Volume 1, by Guru. Nazareth? Jazzmatazz. It's like a jazz hip-hop album. I like Guru. I feel like that. Catches a groove. And uh, for a term, I got an album called Behold and See by Ultimate Spinach, which is a wacky name. And this brings me to a question. Are there any band names that you just absolutely hate and you refuse to listen to sure. their music because of the band names? So. Good question. Good which one life. is this? Is this the Spinach or the Jasmine? This is Ultimate Spinach, Behold and See, 1968. Cool. Um, that's one of those questions where it's like, I have an answer, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. But you... when you put me on the spot like this, I draw a blank and I'm like, fucking. Uh, Just start saying band names and we'll go good or bad. It's the Cranberries. Good. Van Halen. It's great. It's, it's their name. It's legendary, but. It's, it's their name. Eddie Van Halen. I don't like it. Alex Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Um, um, Just say any Aerosmith. Is that a name too? That's right. These are all names. You said it. They're just people that go by their name. <laughs> What's a band name? Michael McDonald. <laughs> Led Zeppelin. Ario Speedwagon. These are all kick-ass band names, so I don't know. I, I don't think there are any bad ones. As I Lay Dying, there's a band that I I would never listen to <laughs> because of the name of their band. My Chemical Romance. Yes. I don't like uh, that when we were like teenagers and... See, all you gotta do is start naming bands and you'll get there. This, Some like, bad ones will come up. This like emo... Uh, I guess emo is the word. Coheed and Cambria. It I don't know what about, that means and I don't like it. And th it was the thing at that point in time for the band the emo band or whatever to like their name be like a sentence you know and they will know us by the trail of the dead that's a band name that's a band name pull it up and it's like <laughs> i don't like the sentence thing as i lay dying they might even be good i don't know but that's too long of a band name it doesn't jive with me 
Like, there's rules to this shit. Like, oh, you know, on, even movie gotta... titles. That's another thing they talk about with Christopher's Cleaver and Sopranos, you know? The one-word titles oh are what God, get the best. Oh, my God, these goobers. What's that? And they will know us. Look at the, Whoa. the band. That's what they look like. That guy looks like his face got smashed in the fridge like Drop Dead Fred. So <laughs> flat. <laughs> the bitch! <laughs> the mega bitch! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That would be a great band name if we're in a movie. We didn't talk or about even because it, it is um, Drop Dead Fred. Uh, the main event this weekend, Ortega versus Volkanovski. Great fight. Yeah, I mean, like fifteen people might care. It's a fantastic fight. Yeah, I bet on Ortega. I regretted it the instant he came out with the fucking purge mask on. Yeah, that was bad. Oh my god! Yeah. And then I saw all these people on the internet were like, uh, anyone who didn't like it is a, is like a hater. Sure. And not just practical for thinking that the purge is fucking corny and lame. Pretty whack. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I just clicked through a link and now Vito's tiny gun is back up. <laughs> <laughs> it is so, it's, it's teeny tiny. It looks like a. I've always noticed that. A I cap love it. pistol. Um. Okay, this is. And they will know us, and you will know us by the trail of the dead. I don't even know how. I probably skate video. I'm like, how do I know this? Right off the bat, 16-year-old me was fucking with it hard. Yeah. Here's a, a list. Band names, which are complete sentences. Well, before that, and only because we mentioned it earlier and I have no other ideas, but I remember kind of, not only Slipknot, I hated like that name growing up, but I think I like it now. Yeah, I, think, I, I think I it's a good so much like the name. I thought the masks were goofy. That was never for me. And the music was goofy. But I don't know, man. The older I get, like the more I start appreciating as much as stuff. I'm, uh, laughing at Machine Gun Kelly, I've always kind of like had his criticism, and it wasn't. They weren't fifty then, right? Just wearing those goofy masks in general. But it, now I'm just talking band name to call your. No matter what the music sounds like, I think Slipknot for whatever reason sounds like it's fitting of a heavy style. Maybe it's just because I've known about them forever. <clears throat> And, like, I don't know. I think it's a strong name. But I, I fucking hated it. I, I did not like hearing about Slipknot when I was in high school and shit. I'm like, that's not, that shit sucks. I didn't like it. But I also don't even know if I would have liked it because I <laughs> probably listened to, like, I don't know, five Slipknot songs ever. And I just never, they never gripped me. I don't know one. I know I definitely gave it a shot in high school or whenever. Um, the thing about, like, sentence band names is they're usually, like, so hipstery. What are they? You know what I'm saying? Like, fucking. Someone still loves you, Boris Yeltsin. Can you imagine, like, uh, having a fucking, you know, you're a band and you're sitting around, like, trying to come up with the name. We were talking about Thin Lizzy I was going to say, ago. yeah, Thin Lizzy has a great story. Thin Lizzy came up with It was with just one. kind of whatever. Some guy suggested some shit. And, and it's a great name. Never, added a like, never mind the story. Yeah. Thin Lizzy. It's just a fucking memorable, iconic band name. And, and making great music helps, you know? Uh, I guess if they had written the boys are back or the boys and back are Jesus Christ. Oh, dude, we should. <laughs> <laughs> it's pull this shoot. If you had written the so boys' favorite candy, Reese's Pieces. <laughs> the boys are back in town, and your name is like fucking Snotty Tissue. Would it really matter that you had a dumb name like Snotty Tissue? You wrote the boys are back in town. I can't probably. Say it. I yeah, can't I, say I, back first of all, down. it's not even a good example. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> well, I brought up the linguistics of it are tripping you up. Wow. Um, 
Anyway. So yeah, you can shut these guys off. I don't need to hear any more about the and you know us. But I whatever. haven't even really. It's been peripheral this whole time. Pretty girls make graves. I've heard of them. I am the World Trade Center. Never heard of that. That stinks. I almost fell out of my chair. It stinks. <laughs> trying to hit this fucking thing. You know what I like? Frankie goes to Hollywood. That's not as bad. Relax. Don't do it. Dooby 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 dooby. That's their song? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, light the fuse and run. You know? Yeah, I get it. It's the bomb. Say hi to your mom. That stinks. X marks the ped walk. Uh, don't like it? Orchestral maneuvers in the dark. This is funny. These are all bands I've never heard of. There's like There are bands I, I know of that I probably don't like their title. but Sweep the leg, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I don't love it. God right. lives underwater. I am gonna. I, I want to show my age a little bit. Why is Wham on here? Wham's in I, a I sentence. Bet, it's one word. I bet if I listened to some Slipknot, I would like appreciate it more now than ever when I was younger. I think so. Yeah, a flock of seagulls, baby. That doesn't bother me for some. A flock reason. of seagulls is they got their name from a Strangler song. Really? Mm-hmm. That's even better. It was influenced by something cooler than them. Why can't I think of the song? Oh, it's called A Flock of Seagulls. No, I think if I gave certain stuff, like I told you when I came over for the fights on Saturday, I was listening to a bunch of shit. I was listening to, uh, I listened to the Wood Brothers, and then for some reason, like those songs make me emotional. I didn't like feeling like how how beautiful. I don't like listening to beautiful music sometimes when I drive. It's just like, oh, I love just listening. It. Only if I know the words. I'm listening to the muse, like literally the song from the album, and I'm like, I wanted to like. It's like I heard Norm died. I was getting like teary eyed because the song was so fucking amazing, and I was like, I, I'm not, I can't. I'm trying to drive, so I switched to Faith No More. And then some of that made me remember I never really gave System of a Down a chance. And I had said when I recommended Faith No More's album, King for a Day, yeah. that Faith No More always, to me, seemed like they were an influence on uh, I bet they're an the influence. singer of System of a Down. I, there's got to be something because the heaviness, and, and like, I don't know, there was, and the diversity of song, the way it goes from one sort of. <clears throat> And then it shifts into this very like open melodic, yeah. Like other half of the song, like like I never liked, I, I never really got into System of a Down when I was a kid. That song Chop Suey, I was like silly to me. The wake up, I listened to that song. On <laughs> I listened to it on the way to your house, and I when it ended, I hit back. And I listened to it one more time because I was like, this song's it's the Tony Hinch cliff rubbing rules. off on you. I know you're Maybe. a fan of it. Kill it, Tony. Nothing to do with it. Uh, well, we saw years ago at Skankfest. That song is so fucking diverse and they, great. They end with the goddamn comedy jam where yeah. comedians come up and do like oh, with a yeah, live band dude, karaoke. I didn't even remember. And Hinchcliffe did, was it Chop Suey? I know it was System I, uh, of a yeah, Down. Yeah, that's like one of his and favorite bands. And he was like... All in, dude. Yeah, he, he went crazy. Like, his face was like, oh, damn. He's like, not even. Father! <laughs> Father! Being chop suey right now. Being funny <laughs> is like not his concern right now. No. But that's what I like about that song specifically is that, like, it, it shifts out of the, like, crazy heavy and it just goes like. Ah. That's where we are now. Toiler on the Sea. Seagulls, a flock of seagulls. 
This is Chop Suey. Dude, let's just... Is this the wake-up song? Let's listen to this entire song. <laughs> no, but like, uh, so, you know the Girl Yeah Right video, obviously. Yeah, I know. And you know Eric Costin's part where oh, it goes... Oh, I know it. Frank, Frank Black. Los Angeles. And we love that song. Like so many songs we discovered from skate videos. I actually but, didn't discover that from Yeah Right. My dad, really? My dad used to play that album no shit. all the time when I was a kid. That was definitely how I learned of him. And I don't know anything else about him. He's uh, from the Pixies. Anyways... So it goes bananas. But in Los Angeles, Frank Black's Los Angeles, it goes from a very heavy style to like an right. acoustic and it opens up. I met a man. Yep. He was a good man. And then like, I don't know, like... The best part about this song is that not this part to me. It's like the ending. The why have you forsaken me father shit. This is amazing. <laughs> In my Wait for it. This is amazing too. Yeah, I, I love the like juxtapositions of like heaviness to almost softness and he's just a good singer i didn't appreciate this guy's voice at all when he came out and uh, i was middle school high school you know kind of like lil wayne right i didn't appreciate lil wayne and now i hear verses of him i'll be like this is he is one of the best rappers of all time i did not give any credit to that when i was younger anyways this was always the faith no more song that reminded me of oh yeah oh system of a down What's this called? Naked in front of the computer. But even like a uh, like stuff. We care a lot. The staccato kind of. So when like it's basically rapping and we care a lot, and then it goes to the um, you know dirty that's, dirty job, but somebody's got to do it, you know. And yeah, that's more, their first. It's more alternative. Singer. That's not even Mike Patton. Right. That's that's such a great song though. Yeah. Um, but still, take a Mike Patton song. It's the same thing where it's just like. It's, I don't know, it's multifaceted. It's not just a bridge that changes up the basic no, of a song. Said, it's uh, like three part, three acts, and they, mul- they, they fade in between them. And you Faith know? No More, they're a metal band, and they always, uh, on every album, they had one song that was like an easy listening song. Yeah. You know, like uh, the cover of the Commodore's Easy, or uh, Take This Bottle. They always throw in one, uh, She Loves Me Not. It's like a metal album with like one song that's like, oh, this is fucking beautiful. This you is know, easy so listening. Epic is Mike Patton. Yeah. And I, uh, I I was talking about Riot Fest and maybe going and I said how like, hey, it would have been better if like Faith No More played. Would have been epic. And But she was like, I don't know them. And I put on that song. I was like, it's from, it's in movies. Like you've ever heard this. But she, I play it for like a minute and she's like, I don't know this. I don't know this. Because it's like, you feel it. And it's like rapping. And then like, she's like, I'm telling you. And it shifts so hardcore. You want it all, but you can't have it. And then she goes, oh yeah, I know this song. Because you only know that fucking change up. It's in your face, but you can grab it. And then as soon as you get comfortable with that part of the song, they just like take it back to a hip hop beat. And okay, <laughs> that's great. Uh, more fan questions. Anyway, but go on with the chlorophyll.
Wait, you recommended something. <laughs> Yo, Squares. This is Austin from Ohio. Austin Not from Austin Ohio. From Boston, different Austin, totally. Different Austin, Fraud. totally. Uh, thank you, caller. We're Fucking moving on Austin. to the next now. But uh, I just called in to share a little incident that happened at my work, and I was curious. I'll follow up with a question after. So we had this guy come in for an interview at this metal shop that I work at. And dude had a great interview. He was a great welder. And uh, afterwards, he sat down with the boss, started talking with him, and he was like, yeah, so uh, I do heroin, and uh, I'm high on heroin right now. And the boss wow. was like, well, what the fuck? Get out of here. We're not going to fucking hire you. You biffed it. Just a super fucking weird incident. Something that kind of blew my mind a little. And uh, the question is this. It's got a question, too. What is the highest? You have ever seen another human being on something? Smooches. Have a good one, guys. Mm, and, uh, yeah. Can't wait to see you at the next show. Don't know which one I'm going to, but, yeah. <laughs> We're going to be out east. I don't east. know if you're over there. I don't know. I've just driven in on tour in some cities. I don't know. Chicago. Philly. Baltimore. And you just look out the window at, like, a Starbucks or a McDonald's. And sometimes there's the highest person you've ever seen. Right. Just kind of hanging out on the sidewalk. That's, like, I don't know them. Doing the old dopeine <laughs> lean. Yeah, but they're like they're, they're like somehow sitting down on their feet. But they're like standing, but they're like asleep. And that looks to me like the highest person. All right, our old house, we used to see at the bus stop out the window a lot. Oh the highest God. people I've ever seen in there my life. There was corner boys in our old neighborhood we would just watch from across the street. Yeah, there's a giant drug problem in uh, major cities. <laughs> uh, they used to all congregate underneath the bus stop. And so what the city did was they took the bus stop away the bus doesn't stop there now yeah. and there's no more like awning like bus stop thing and they don't hang out there i guess the city was providing them shade and they said no <laughs> and like shelter from the rain yeah. um dude our old apartment used to be the second floor in that neighborhood right across from a bus stop with a lot of crackheads and heroin addicts and corner boys and we've said before like sometimes there's nothing on tv I just watched the window, dude, and I would just sit there and Secret watch. Secret window? I, oh. Dude, classic. I would just watch out the window and look at that bus stop for a couple hours some days. Yeah. One time I watched a lady just piss. Yeah, but it's not like it, but it's like when you switched over to George W. Bush's heckles. It was like, ah, uh, it's like it's it's entertaining, but it is sad. It's yeah, like, what am I going to do? <laughs> I don't know. Watch a comedy. <laughs> There's nothing on. <laughs> Put something on. This lady's peeing at the bus stop, like up against the glass, yeah. and behind them... On the other side of the glass is a lady walking with her child who's, who's like, getting a car wash view. Everybody knows the, like, infinite click. Like, you go on, what's on Hulu? Ah, nothing. Let me check Netflix. Ah, nothing. It's like, yeah, at the old house, you could that would have been like, what's outside? What's going on across the street right now? Oh. That's like, what I would do. I don't even have to decide. It's just happening. Legitimately. <laughs> what my thought process was. But what, this, this guy's um, story, too, about the, the heroin guy, like, I'm glad, because I thought he was... He, I thought he was about to like defend him or like, what do you think about, shouldn't you be transparent about your... I mean, there's functioning addicts. Sure, but... Just you, shut the fuck up exactly. about it at your interview. What keep, are you doing? Keep it under your hat. Sounds like the guy nailed the interview up to there. That's funny. I uh, When I worked at Dick's Sporting Goods, I remember there was this kid and like... He's sabotaging the interview. Man, I wish Zach were still in town because he'd know his name. I don't remember this kid's name, but he was like, and I, I certainly hope... He wouldn't even know if he's listening because I don't know his name, right? He's he's a fucking mess. And high, he went to the same high school as me. He wouldn't even know if he was listening because he's so high right now. Not even about high. Just a big, sloppy goober. Like, picture like a... 
he was like fat and like had a he was chris farley but like not funny just sad right like he was this kid that went to my high school our high school but there's other fat you guys don't know him. not chris farley this i re- i just recognize him as this weird kid i don't know he was why a, are you bringing him up did he do because he applied for a job at dick's sporting goods when i worked there and i watched him show up for his job I, interview you told me this one time and he showed up with one of those shirts with the stick figures on it i don't remember what order they were in i'm flattered you remember <laughs> <laughs> i remember this story no, remember also when like think 15 years ago hot topic and shit like I, that. i hate those shirts they were a whole style of shirt that would say like a premise a question like how to do this and it was a three three images and it was stick a stick figures. figure doing something silly you know that was like inappropriate and this kid showed up not only in jeans that were ripped up like he bought them at hot topic all torn to shit but he was wearing a way too small for his fat titted body shirt that said how to be a slacker with a one two three how to be a slacker of like the character sleeping through his alarm right like it was just like so the manager took one look at the kid and was like still went on with the interview but told me after was like I took one look at him and I knew I wasn't hiring him. Maybe your That's why you dress for, for the second, job you want. <laughs> maybe he thought for a second that this kid has like a point to prove or something and he's about to be like the most qualified guy and he wore the least qualified clothes. Right. So let me let me see what he's got to say. I don't think so. The manager John told me he had no <laughs> chance. <laughs> he showed up no wearing chance! that. So what you got? Yeah, don't wear a how to be a slacker shirt to your job interview, you know? That always Don't stood out to me period, as like, honestly. yeah, dude, whatever. And, and it wasn't a statement to the system, man. It was just a dumb, fucking weird fatso. And he didn't know how to get a job. He didn't know how to get a job. He didn't even think to put on a button down. Where it's like, like how to be a slacker at a job interview. It's wild. So I don't know. There's some people out there who are like, I've never uh, call it autism. Those call it those, just those ironic like joke shirts. Yeah, but don't you have... It's like a, my other shirt's a microwave or something. <laughs> if you're aware enough to get the joke on the shirt, shouldn't you be aware enough to like know when you, you have a situation that like dictates not ever wearing that shirt, like trying to get a job? Totally. Uh, let me wear my shirt that shows how, uh, how poorly of a worker I am. So it's almost like, yeah, you have to be trolling or, or really don't want the job. Otherwise, you're just really stupid. Stupid That's, asshole. Nobody wants that. All right. Um, last question. Hello. If you could bring one piece of information to yourself 15 years Hello. ago. <laughs> if you could bring, sounds like some guy on the TV, like Peter Francis Geraci. Yeah. Hi. Filing for bankruptcy or something. Have you been injured in a car accident? Yeah. Or, here's Hello. A, hello. I'm Alan Smith, this and I'm a, here. I think this is one of those automated advertising calls I was just talking about. <laughs> hello. <laughs> I get those texts a lot that's just like, how do you unsubscribe? I'll be like, stop. Hi, hi, Carl. Thanks for applying for your recent auto pay. I'm like, I'm not Carl. You I know what? I got know. one get of those the, the other day. Out of my life. I actually got one of those the other day. And it says, it's really long. Gustavo from McGrath Acura. Just a follow up text to make sure everything is okay with the car. Gustavo. Look how long this text is. It's a fucking novel. Damn. It's like MGK's message to Travis Barker. There's <laughs> <laughs> five notes in it. Uh, I just texted back wrong. What number. was the question? Oh, wait. We still got to get to it. Hello. If you could bring one piece of information to yourself 15 years ago, what would that information be? 
And it can't Ooh. be winning lottery numbers or shit like that. Like, it's got to be something like, you know, so, something insightful, insightful, but not like buy Bitcoin or some shit like that. Well, that's insightful. Anyway. Very uh, insightful. My yeah. ass stinks. See you later. Because you're a stinking ass. Stinky asshole. <laughs> what, am I going to answer your question with your asshole like that? I, uh, Seriously. Something insightful. The way your ass stinks, I don't know if your question <laughs> deserves to be answered. <laughs> question's not smelling so great neither. Uh, my, maybe like something to do with like Trump becoming the president. Is that insightful though to say like the Trump the president's going to be? I bet you could have placed a pretty hefty wager in 2016 that he would. But become it's not president. a wager. I think his whole point is. It I was shouldn't finding be about a loophole. I'm wagering. trying to find a loophole with the fucking question from a guy with a smelly poop hole. I would uh, here. Here's my like uh, sincere answer. I would tell myself to like uh, be more open to changing their diet earlier on. I was definitely in my like mid and late twenties, like oh. still eating like hot pockets and shit. Fifteen like, years graduated ago. from college, and like I'm I work out more now, and I still am <laughs> fat. So it's like you don't want to like and like as even living through the pandemic, and I think a lot of us agree that like one of the the reasons we're comfortable more than other people in it is like because we're not unhealthy. We're not big fatsos, and we have like <laughs> a, whatever. It's fucking. It's a bad <laughs> way to big fatsos. It's a bad way to enter a pandemic. Is overweight. I went to a comedy show last but night, but just in general, it's, with it's, a lot of like uh, working all, out sucks. All three comics were out of shape and overweight, so there's a lot of jokes about how like you know yeah. Uh, there's 85 year old people, and then there's me I, w- I was in my me. i was in my mid-20s when i stopped finding salads disgusting and disgusting. i would have told myself as a teenager to like you dude your your diet is dog shit like the way you no, yeah, the way one. you the way you leave the household and like live on your own it's jack's pizzas and craft macaronis and hot pockets for years salmon and brussels sprouts it changed your life i swear <laughs> to god it's, it's like, not bad yeah. It's not even not bad. It's good. Both of us didn't like sushi ever until we were in our 20s, and then we both figured it out, and now we like sushi. And it's like, it's not like it can be, there's healthier things, but it's like, I thought like a hot pocket was better than a good order of sushi, dude. Like, I didn't know what good food was in my teenage and early 20s years, and like, I don't know. I didn't have yeah. like kale. Di- I'm saying a knock on my ma, but it wasn't like a lot of like kale and walnut cranberry salads and shit and i can like eat something like that and enjoy it now i thought it was fucking gross. we were both raised by single mothers who fucking sure you know, worked all day and came dude home i had mcdonald's like, breakfast throw this lasagna in and you're gonna eat i had mcdonald's and breakfast we didn't complain yesterday and it was awesome and it's like there's just some things that are like i'm gonna always I, I'll, I'll cheat a lot i still eat some shitty stuff but it was only that and like to like be my you know the older you get it gets harder to like find inspiration to try and run a series of miles every day and stuff so it's like if you actually have that instilled in you as like something important like your diet and just your overall physical health i didn't think about it it was all about just tripping drugs in the woods and drinking beers and taking enough acid to make the beers feel like water and i didn't have to sleep all weekend at the fest and i was like that that's fun if you go home and like Eat a salad and run it off, and you get your head. It's like there was nothing, and then I'm like entering my 30s. Like, dude, figure out how to like. You feel like shit. Right. It's not about how I look, which is part of it. We we shoot a music video, and I'll be like, oh, I'm fat now. I'm watching this back, and now I'm fat. That's great. Horns. 
Well, I got horns. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, great. I, I put on 25 pounds like nothing. I don't know how that happened. No one's going to recognize me now. But I didn't like, I didn't like athletics, not athletics, just exercise was not important to me at all until like the last few years. And it's because I looked in the mirror one day and I was like, damn, no, I'm fat and I feel like tired and shitty. Uh, so that, that's my answer. I feel like I grew up like, uh, like such an artsy fag that fucking, I always thought like athletics was like uncool jock shit. I was, I mean, I was artsy too. I was in band. But and we I, skated. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, maybe similarly, I would tell myself 15 years ago, fucking the UFC is cool and you should be watching it. Also it's not like, insightful, <laughs> it's but. It's really like prime shit that you're missing out on watching live. No, but then that might have uh, way earlier in life inspired me to like oh, yeah. start training Muay Thai. True. And like, you know. More fitness shit. I think both of our answers are the, in, the, in the like health relation, you know, in the health department of like, don't don't start thinking about this like when it's too also, late um, to like develop a, you know, a healthy business habit. Stuff maybe smoke less weed sure. and learn more about finance. Right. Maybe don't trust some asshole with your money for a bunch of years. I had other answers, <laughs> but I went with the food one because it's on my. <laughs> No, no more, sure. We all, all have the more reason to teach the public. Um, don't Honestly, just, don't just trust anyone with being in a management position. I also would have what you do. Fifteen years ago would have would have been a perfect time to tell myself don't take something like free lessons and in art as for granted, like the Second City class. I was offered and left yeah. on the table. I would like. You could I be genuinely, on SNL right now. Don't. I don't have like. I have some regrets in my life, but I don't have major regrets of like. I don't know, like, I would really regret if maybe if I tried to kill myself and then I survived, like, like crazy shit. Like, I look back and there's certain things, certain things in relationships and certain things just in my own decision making. And one of the bigger ones to me is not taking, like, a free opportunity to explore, like, my favorite, not improv, but just, like, comedic timing and things like that or something. Like I said, I get teary-eyed when fucking comedians die. Like, that means a lot to me. So, like, to be young and be like, whatever, I'm going to college and woo. Like, or I'm, I'm graduating college rather at the time. It was just like free. And I just, I just like didn't give a shit. I regret not doing that. I regret not like taking advantage of those like growth opportunities for skills and stuff. Right. Um, I might tell myself, uh, in a few years from now, you're going to do a McDonald's commercial. <laughs> And instead of signing with the most prestigious voiceover company in Chicago, you're going to just take all the money and spend it on a fucking stupid vacation. You're going to go to Ross. (laughs) (laughs) So um, sign with them and make a bunch of money doing commercial voiceover work. Again, specifics removed. We're all just, we're both just saying like. What the fuck does he want then? What am I supposed to say? I'm I'm just (laughs) saying, Jesus, chill out. (laughs) Saying that the answer is to like, uh, be more open to like business opportunities and like take care of yourself it's not a big mind-blowing thing like you know don't be unhealthy uh both physically and financially and professionally well and when you're in the that's arts it. that's, like, that's are, the lesson uh where people come along to manage you and manage your finances and so on and so forth um you know to a younger self i would say don't be so fucking concerned with having a good time and, and pawning that all that shit off on somebody else and have a little less of a good time and pay a little more attention to, to you know, stuff that you're not going to realize yeah. affected you until years later. I'd go back 15 years and I'd say, if you see a snake in the grass, buy a lawnmower, <laughs> yo. <laughs> That's what I'd say. 
All right, <laughs> let's do some YouTube comments and end, shall we? Uh, <laughs> Never had nothing. We played that at the Chicago show. Listening for the first time. This is an absolute masterpiece. MC Showcase. Term absolutely stomps the shit out of this piece. Also played MC Showcase. Uh, snippet of your verse at the Did show. We? Yep. Someone yelled it and I had it in there. Also, this guy says peace at the end of his comment. <laughs> peace out, dog. All right. Remember peace? It was like a... Peace off. It like became the way to end interactions when we were younger. Right. And then like if you lived in the hood, you'd say one... What? I never, never heard that. I never did. Oh, it's, it's black like, people. Keep it 100? Yeah. Keep it 100? You never heard a black guy very stylishly, like, give you a pound? And Maybe shake I up did, and, go, and I had no idea what I, he was talking about. One. Zip it up <laughs> and zip it out. You know what I'm saying? You know what we say now? Stay safe. No, All right. No, take care. Don't. Stay safe. <laughs> we don't do that. I always say nighty night. That's been my goodbye for years. Uh, even keel. Okay, take it easy. <laughs> take, take it easy. Hey, take it easy. A true pleasure. Uh, meet the Snells. These bars straight heating. Meet the Snells. Been a fan since TPS made every day and Jane Adams. Uh, a live stream. The last one. Song at one hour, 37 minutes, 40 seconds. I don't know. Leaving comments is just really it's, interesting it's to me. I say it all the, the time that what I do... Uh, a lot on social media is I just look at comments to things and I just read people like people just the majority of the internet is people arguing in the comments that's what most of it is would actually love we've never played it on a real show and we're going to play some real shows next week yeah, so shut like, up you fat sure. loser this might be a good one to sure to just try again I'm gonna do worse than I did <laughs> On the Christmas one, I'm telling you right now. Yeah, but that means you're going to do great. I want to believe it. None of the feet understand it. I want me to promise to keep. I want to be good. The thing is, you're going to focus so much on the last line. You're going to just ask what this song was. The road bump will be earlier in the song. You know? This is how I do it. I know how this works. The song's called Dip. Do you want to go from here? I don't know. Let's be quick. Dude, you know when uh, we Whoa. did? Remember when we did the Christmas or whenever it was? We did a live stream and then Archie got sick at the end. Yes. Um. So like a couple times since that, he's had a similar like episode or whatever. Where basically like he looks off balance, like he looks drunk. His head is like on a wobble. He's got like vertigo. Yep. I think he's got vertigo. Like, I have a vet appointment from some. Another thing. Uh, a couple weeks ago, he was walking really slow, like concerningly slow, and I'm like, are his knees troubling him? Right. And then I started picking him up, like when I would walk up our four flights to my house to make it easier on him, and he's been walking better since. So it's like maybe he's just getting like worn out on our. Yeah. Anyways, I think he has vertigo, dude, because we were sitting on the couch. He was asleep next to me. I'm on my laptop for like two hours, and he's just. And then he just wakes up, and his head is like on a swivel again. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna have to bring that up again at the veterinarian. I think my little boy has vertigo. Nothing happened. I always Something think like, like in the, the ear, right? Yeah, and he does scratch at his ear sometimes. But I've, I had him at the vet. All dogs scratch at their ears sometimes. Well, sometimes it felt heavy. Either way, it was like I've been to the vet somewhat recently, and they gave him a full inspection and shit. Like this year, this this spring. So it's been like six months tops, and there was no nothing. But it's like, yeah, I think something. Every few months, he has like a weird episode where he kind of just like we might have to that wakes might be up more drunk. Of a- 
a deeper inspection. Yeah. Uh, it's something about like there's like poor little bastard. crystals in your ears or something, right? Who knows? He's fine. He doesn't even like look. He doesn't whine or anything, but I can notice, and then I give him all extra attention and make him just kind of like not fucking jump around. But yeah, I think my dog has vertigo. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, the song's called Dip. Painting Pictures. I discovered you earlier this year, and not a day goes by since that I do not listen Day-go. to you. I, you two compliment each other so wonderfully. Thank you for making such great music. You're welcome. Yeah! And you're smelcome. What? Brainwash. Terms flow is absolute. Spit take. Bunch of emojis. Picturesque. Same emojis. Get a new act. What are those Andrew? emojis? It's one music note and then three keyboard emojis. Okay. And then he commented on picturesque, separate video, one music note, and then three more keyboard emojis. Can you imagine doing that? No. Isn't that interesting to you? Yes. <laughs> the comment sections, they just like, I was, uh, I Joe Rogan like posted something this morning. I was taking a shit and I'm just looking at the comments and Michael Franti, remember Michael Franti? It was uh, about yeah. like uh, vaccine passports or something. He was at summer uh, camp. Michael Franti. He's this like jam band world uh, type of dude. Like uh, long dreadlocks. Doesn't All, wear shoes. He always, during the set, goes, I was never a fan of Michael Franti and Spearhead. Um, but he would always go, How y'all feeling? <laughs> <laughs> we always just goofed on that. Anyway, he comments something, and then there's like, 70 replies and of course i keep clicking until all 70 are showing i'm not gonna read all 70 but i want to read the first one you're yeah you're i don't like how you have to keep clicking to keep showing you know the remaining 48 and the remaining 35 the remaining whatever uh but yeah it's just like it's all these strangers this one dude gets replied to like eight times and he replies to all eight of them it's fucking nuts it's so weird yeah some people, I and in my personal experience, I've seen some people that like, I I feel like I, I'm in the future, or like I you know when people say Orwellian and stuff, where it's like I feel like this person has evolved into like an android that lives more in a chat box yes. than a like they don't know how to really like so be social social media no, yeah they got it but being social. Like they they get like unplugged from one because they're too plugged into the other, and I've like, I've seen it. I what I would say, fuck somebody up. And there's like there's uh, a, on a lot. Maybe of these... there was other stuff going on, but what I know was going on was this digital takeover and being a DM scenester. And there's like a, you know what I'm talking about. There's like a, a limit to the characters a lot of the time. So. I see that people will use the the limited characters they have. It's more important to like insult whoever. Ironically, you're. I think it limits their character. It, <laughs> it it's more important to like uh, insult whoever you're arguing with than to provide like a solid rebuttal or an argument or whatever. Right. I don't know. It just blows my mind. It's it's like I think it's the most like occupied facet of the internet is the comment section no matter what platform it is um it's there's like it's just an incredible amount of vitriol and do you think there's anybody out there that considers themselves like like literally professionally like a commenter 
Like somebody who gets all like they're so successful on upvotes and thumbs up on their comments that they like have accounts that that's they don't make shit, but they comment on all the popular stuff. That people one. know. There's I bet be there's somebody out there. Out there and like and that they're just gonna kick the door open for other people to grow up and want to be a commenter too. Like there's some people that just know, do that way too niche. fucking much. I think podcasting should have been niche. Not everybody needs one. You know what I mean? Like, there's some stuff where not everybody needs to stand on the soapbox and start projecting, or at least thinking that that's a career path or something, like being an influencer and getting paid to fucking, you know, post your whatever it is, your tits, your face with a caption, mention the sponsor, and that's that. I bet there's some people that'll just be like... What do, what do they be like? <laughs> I already made my point. <laughs> they're just going to comment. They're just going to like, they're going to stir up shit. Well, and we used to do They're going to be like comment section Perez Hilton's. The they don't need their own website because they're just, their tag is their celebrity. And you can see them on every like millions viewed video, shit talking or praising or whatever gets them their goddamn upvotes. One of the reasons. Somehow uh, that'll lead to somebody making a career out of it. One somebody of the reasons. Wanna, oh, okay. ma- mention Vaseline in your fucking comment and we'll make sure that you can. <laughs> Live in a mansion. Right. <laughs> Sponsored. Uh, one of the reasons that I look so down or like condescendingly uh, on a lot of these commenters is like, this. it used to be me. When we talk about our pretentious high school age selves, uh, you know, there's like, there's Lil Wayne videos that are on YouTube that you could fucking scroll through comments. Uh, I wouldn't even try. It would be way too hard. I'm not. But like where you would find what is me. I don't know if it's our account or or an old account of mine or whatever, but like you will find, it, it's like it's a comment that I left. It's still up there because it's the fucking internet where everything exists forever. Yeah, uh, and it's me like fucking. This is crap. This is garbage. <laughs> Any more comments? Yeah. Any more comments? Uh, uh, more comment. Somebody request request song with Alyssa Marie. You know what's funny? I actually like like. Kinda I remember her. Looked her up recently, ish, and was just like, yeah. you know, see what last release Searching on Spotify. Old, old high school crushes. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> no, she was always dope, and then like that was somebody who I haven't like. She was always cute, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't heard her name in a while, but uh, no, she still got some. Shit Neither have I. Um, uh, I think I, I think we maybe sort of even impressed. tried to do a song uh, years and years and years ago. Cypher scene. S- sort of impressed myself by remembering who that was when you said it. <laughs> I told you I went to a bar recently, and the guy, the bartender, uh, like, he just put out his hand for a fucking, like, you know, like, a good five when he saw me and was, like, his face was just, like, oh, there you are, dude. Nice to see you. And I was just blank, like, ooh. <laughs> but that's where you are. You're there. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate it. Um, I might go back in time and tell myself... To stop smoking weed and start remembering people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's probably I, that's my favorite answer that you've offered so okay. far. Um, and then I forgot that I pulled this up. But uh, Tyron Woodley got the Jake Paul tattoo that he promised, and it's on his finger, and it looks like pen. And it does look like pen, and it does also look like. This this grown man using his middle finger as the statement. I just want oh. this whole thing to end with Jake Paul and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I just wish that the MMA world would do that thing that we would all do as kids where you just ignore who you don't like. Oh. <laughs> uh, just ignore them. 
Just stop giving this guy attention. I don't know. I don't think he liked losing. And he also liked the money he got. And he, he's like, I'll make more if I win, maybe. So here's here's my big uh, uh, pen tattoo. Something extremely douchey about, yeah, he Dude. tattooed it to, first of all, the inside Look of at your this. hand. Look at this. Look at it. It's going to fade away. It's not about that. It's Yeah, maybe, okay, this is the spot where it'll fade. He's holding up Jake Paul's Instagram in the in and the he's background, it the middle and he's flipping it off to show the quote tattoo in his middle finger that says, "I love Jake Paul." This is gay. <laughs> I'm gay. You want to be gay with me? I am so ungay. Oh, 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 I can tell you, it really sucks. And it's like, gay. just get the gay. full one hey. on your leg. I don't know. He's first of all, you're a black dude. Tattoos don't really like show fully. That's why he did it on his anyway. Pole. <laughs> That's, you That's it. where it shows the most on a black guy. <laughs> yeah, Put but, it on your leg, go win the fight or lose the fight, and get it covered. He's got to like shake people's hands now. Uh, hello, hey, uh, Tyrone, I love Jake Paul. Yeah, it's love way Jake more Paul. visible on love your Jake Paul. Hey, nice to meet you. I love Jake Paul. <laughs> then it would have been like on your calf where no one's looking at your calf. And then after the fight, you go get whatever, like have a tattoo artist. Design, Master, baby. design like <laughs> let's talk about the it. first one, the I love Jake Paul tattoo, and then like have it designed so that it can be covered with something that's already thought out. Yeah, you're right. You just reminded me. We got to wrap this up because I got to watch the season five live finale. Got to wrap this arm up with Dave Navarro, wire, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Seriously, go to palmersquares.com and get a signed poster from the Chop Shop show. Up it's now. a very sick design. Uh, designed by, and it's even it's it's even icing on the cake if you like the whoever's TCG and Toby Reps because they're on it too. Designed by Jared Andrews, Instagram account Jaded. In fact, Toby Reps has signed some of these as well. <laughs> there might be an underscore. I wish we would have gotten everybody on it, but uh, we definitely have some with Toby on it. But yeah, we'll ha we'll have the extra signed posters on right. sale. They're pretty cool. We were saying with TCG in the green room, like we want to frame this one. It's just like a cool ass design. Not all of our show flyers are cool ass, but when Jared Andrews does it, they are. I love his work. Um, but yeah, so uh, grab one of those or whatever. Whatever. Go to palmersquares.com. Uh, TBS Reports Podcast at gmail.com, 708-797-3079. I really didn't see like any voicemails from the last couple weeks. The ones we even played were like from then. So maybe it's because we took a hiatus. What did we talk about? Maybe people about are lacking. Uh, today that they can like send in their their opinion Ooh, bad band names maybe uh who knows <laughs> time flies <laughs> um the guy from willie garson willie garson's <laughs> the man <laughs> something, dog. something about willie garson i can't believe he's dead <laughs> you know what also i pulled up his imdb and i meant to like there's got to be something else i remember him from all right, you guys. Uh, see you later. Uh, get the Chop Shop poster. Also, uh, if you if you think that a with or without it vinyl would be a good thing to get somebody for the holidays in a few months, get it right now. Because if there's any left in the online store, there's literally a handful. So um, that's it. So make sure you uh, uh, get that. Sell them out. And uh, patreon.com slash Palmer Squares. Thanks to everybody supporting the Kazamdemic videos uh, the last three months. And... Something we were working on the last few weeks was getting those fucking studio versions ready to upload. So we're going to have those streaming in October. Stay tuned for the exact update. But yeah, we had to make sure we get them sounding noise for the internet. Uh-huh. What else? What else? Palmersquares.com slash shop. Get some shit.
Get a CD. Make term draw a dick on it. Just ask him, and you know, you guys, waste if you just ask. Oh yeah, he's also in Kingpin. He's the guy who snatches her purse <laughs> and he throws the coffee in his face. Billy Gar. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah, relation yeah. to Terry. And I already said um, the shows, but we're going to be uh, playing in Chicago on October 9th. And as far as the rest of October, New York City, Boston, Portsmouth, Providence, Rhode Island, Portland, Maine, Burlington, Vermont, Mansfield, Ohio, Austin, Texas, Denton, Texas. If these cities are near you, um, stay tuned for more ticket links. Some of them are up now, more coming soon, and we're going to be there. Uh, but that's about it. PalmerSquares.com. But besides that, besides that, our buddies, Little Stranger, went and did a collabo with our other buddy, Jarve, and um, also Jake from Humphreys McGee. Hell yeah. happens to be featured on this track. Look at that. You know, the homie, the Look homies, guys. the homies. Look at you guys pulling uh, the Jake homie. from Humphreys McGee. Homies. <laughs> this is a Red Rover. Find it in the Smoochie Gang playlist, and uh, we'll see you next week, I think, on the TBS Sports Podcast. Smooches. Kill Whitey! Intergalactic planetary, you had to leave Earth, cause Earth is scary. You head to the moon, that milky dairy, but I gave no fucks. Virgin Mary, like, oh, little sacrilegious, little strange thing game, but we back for business, and we rat tat tat on the tracks. You listen, matter of fact, he's back for you, get bitten, interacted, fat shit, pack with madness, in effect with electric, pit to patness, a legitimate offender with a tip for tetanus. Quit prone, no more, hold on, you bastards, like, oh, Lego, my ego, put the winner in the bag, oh, put the mic in my hand, and the hype of the fan goes, dummy, but I'm up, let your pedo, get up, ah. Uh. So Cali, I'm San Diego Got no Manchego in my wallet It's all on the table I pray to dinosaurs Shop at the finest stores I'm psychedelic, attacking I'm what you're dying for Red Rover, Red Rover I said, now Johnny, come over Take two You don't wanna rock with the crew You don't wanna rock the way that we do Better watch out, gonna bite your tongue in half Better have a good laugh in a bag Blast off with a brand new jetpack Pack to the max like I'm never gonna get back Hats off to the Mandalorian Ain't no sleep to the story ends Like, yeah I've been thinking about you, Kriegel. I decided you're not fit to live. Marshal, you got nothing on me. I killed those two men in self-defense. Sure. There ain't no court in the world to convict me. I'm an innocent man. I'm the highest roller Cause I ran set like the Ayatollah In the iron storm I die in sober Roll off a Beethoven Quiet soldier Yo, don't try with this Cause I'm fire shit And when I'm on my side Like an iron fist That grip the glove Totally hold control Yo, hope and go talk to my toe Explode or throw bowls Better be ready to pass it I'm a man in my masculinity Toxic Get hot kicked Over the top of a tall building Rock your body No time for chilling Roll to the beat Like you lost control Smoke pots of weed Like a pasta bro I'm feeling HOE Like a pasta bowl You stop me That's impossible uh. What? If this is all fun and games and I don't wanna play. Yeah. If this is all fun and games and I don't wanna play. If this is all fun and games and I don't wanna play. Red Rover, Red Rover, don't think I'll ever be sober. 